the following fantasy matches are scheduled for one fall. So this is No Soul, episode four. Here we are, back in the saddle. Got my guys here, Henry and Phineas. Axel Sweet. Rotten. Axel Rotten, Balls Mahoney. Uh, I don't think that who, actually. Yeah. I don't know who, I don't know. I you don't would know. be, you would be. Who would I who be? That's the problem. Be? It's like, who would I be? You would be Axel Rotten, because I like Balls so. better, yeah. That's fine. Yeah, okay. I, I hate Axel Rock. I don't like either one. You would be Phineas. Great. We got the East West connection. We're both here. part of the BSK, though, I guess. That's, That's true. true. That's yeah. true. East West and then connection. Our, our manager, don't forget to introduce yourself, Harvey Whippleman. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me get the Grand Wizard. You wish, bro. Classy Freddie Blast. I want to be him for Halloween. Here we are, episode four. This is going to be an interesting one. Fantasy warfare, dream matches, dream feuds, whatever you want to call it. Here we are. We're going to try to use our imaginations a little bit. Talk about some some matches we wish could have been. We're going to talk about some dream matches that happened that we're glad we got to see. And some uh, some dream matches that happened that we were a little bit disappointed by, too. We're going to get to all that stuff. But I do want to say the continued support is awesome. Uh, we got a lot more great feedback, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. You can follow us on Facebook. It's at no sold pod. And on Instagram, it's no sold underscore podcast. And like I said, we've been getting great feedback and I'll kick it to you guys really quick. How's it been for you guys? How's everything going in your life? Super good. Super busy. But the podcast getting a lot of love. It feels cool to hear people texting me random, you know, messages of approval. So I've been digging it. Yes, it's been great. Uh, once again, we're getting, we're having old friends come back and uh, that's brought us back together talking about wrestling and all this stuff's been great. Duke, how's your feedback been on your end? Oh, great. I mean, if I get one thing out of this we reconnected with an old buddy of ours and if that's all i get i'm cool with it shout out to zern my man great seeing you again sir yeah ready to do the thing hanging out with my buds talking some wrestling yes sir some whiskey yes sir zern came into the uh comments with some awesome surprising title wins that we didn't mention however uh real quick we're just gonna just to let Mike know, um, we will continue the Kevin Nash bashing. No, not on my I watch. Will. I, I certainly watch. will. <laughs> not on my watch, brother. Yeah, no, uh, we do love all Just the comments thing, and support. But that was last week. Um, this week, we're going to get into some, some, like I said, we're going to get into some, some fantasy matchups, some dream matches. But first, we want to touch on some current stuff, the current climate of the world of wrestling, AEW, WWE, um, we're going to get a little bit into that now. Dynamite was pretty damn lit from everything I saw. I did finally catch everything. But uh, start to finish, it was a really good show. What do you guys think this week in the world of current pro wrestling? 
thought it was good. Thought it was a good week overall, honestly, for both shows. Dynamite, obviously, I, I lean towards that. It feels big at the moment. Uh, super into all the champion, interim champion stuff going on. So I think it's cool. And I also thought Raw was better. You know, I, I saw it after the fact. I just think they're doing they're doing things properly. <laughs> Matches with time, making the belts that matter, all of them up and down the card, stuff like that. So like I do think it's I do think they're uh making steps in the taking steps in the right direction, but uh I yeah. still wasn't like blown away, you know, but I think it's you know, baby steps for trips over there. But I think it was cool. I thought it was a good week overall. Dude, how'd you enjoy Dynamite and Raw and uh, SmackDown? Yeah, um, I mean, I'll start with Raw because it's on first. Uh, I actually made a conscious effort. I told you guys I was going to try to watch. I haven't watched Raw all the way through, and I can't even tell you how long. I usually tune out, unfortunately. Um, and this week, I made a conscious effort. I got home around 8.30, maybe. So I started then, and like Frank said, I do think it's better, for sure. Um, the U.S. title is definitely represented as, like, a big deal, which I like since Roman, you know, usually isn't on the show. Um, he was this week. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think Baby Steps, like Frank said as well, Um it's definitely gotten better, but I'm still not like it's not must see TV by any means. But I do think, um, you know, it's at least watchable. That camera stuff, though, man, it 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 they're still doing it. it. Yeah. Like it drives me crazy. Like, I just think it's so unnecessary. Like little things like that will like make me change the channel, man. You know, yeah. yeah starting with and, Raw really quick. <laughs> I just want to jump in on Raw really quick because mm-hmm. I noticed they're still doing and SmackDown. I'm just going to touch on WWE real quick because I have a lot more to say about AEW than I do WWE, mm-hmm. quite honestly. But um, they're still doing like the dull GM Adam Pierce thing, which yeah. in this yeah. like current age, I don't understand like authority figures on wrestling shows in general. But mm-hmm. um, maybe if like the right person had the role and they actually looked the part or whatever. So I, I was like super upset that they're still doing like the GM Regal thing. on NXT. I don't know if you saw any of that. He was cool. Yeah. But it's probably because I love him yeah. and like I can watch him do anything. But Pierce, I think, is a dork. Like, yeah, that's probably. <laughs> sorry, I do. Um, yeah, that's an NWA world champion. It's, that's about. right. That's very true. Um, but I still think he's a dork. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they probably love him because he is a dork and he'll do whatever they say. And he'll talk like this and say, tonight, you're going to face this guy and whatever like yeah the gm thing is is super dull to me but also i noticed um they're still committed to like kevin owens lame-ass kevin owens getting opportunities that's triple h's boy you better yeah, get man. used to yeah, it you better get used to it bro. he's man. about to be a five-time world champion by the end of the year or whenever <laughs> roman starts losing those belts you know you're gonna get a seat too people love that guy no they love i him. never got oh, it we've hated him from the jump we can we've <laughs> always been yeah. haters of shout out Steve. to Greg Rice who looks like him. Sorry, he's gonna get mad. I love you, Greg. That's an insult to Greg, bro. You know, Kevin, Kevin Owens' show is back in in effect, and I'm not happy about that. He's probably my least favorite wrestler, but um, also really? I, I, yeah, for sure. You don't like Wade. What's his name? Wade Barrett. Wade Barrett. <laughs> 
I Main also saw Stone um, Cold at WrestleMania. That's true. In 15 years, we're going to be having the same conversation with you saying how it's a big deal because he main event at WrestleMania and now Owens Ooh, is a legend. It's never going to happen, man. I'm never mm. going to come around on Kevin Owens. I am going to say uh, it well, now. Yeah, he's, I, I'm, I'm not a What fan. about that happy Corbin? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you know what's funny? I was going to say. slacks. Johnny Corbin, I thought last week. Johnny. I was like, who is that? You're like, it's you, Tooch. You just did a running. <laughs> yeah, I was like, whoa. Shit, I looked man. up and I was like, who's this guy? Uh, at least, yeah. I, I, wearing I, vans, wearing vans and skinny. That, well, that was his special. Uh, yeah. What was it? SummerSlam gear, right? Yeah. Yeah. With that outfit, <laughs> he broke the blue vans out. You know, I've some seen. guys wear you know awesome brand new gold attire, but some guys wear blue vans. You know, blue so, vans. That's his blue thing. Jeans. You look at him. I mean, you know, Kevin Owens. I can go down a list, but like these guys are still featured, and that's this is not giving me much hope. Yeah, but I I saw right. NXT. Yeah. Uh, the infu- the infusion but still continues. There's people that love Kevin Owens, dude. Yeah. Like they love this guy. Kevin Owens. Even even Baron Corbin, I see people defend him online. Yeah, well, I he's a great he, heel, bro. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like nah, dude, I don't like, want to fucking watch him. And I changed the yeah. channel. Yeah, it's like that's brutal different. stuff. Yeah, we can even do guys our, whose uh, opinion I like, I don't mind so much online. Who I see, and I'm like, I find myself agreeing. They they had that match, and they're like, Baron Corbin's so great at these kind of matches, and I'm just like, all right, dude. dude you know, the, I guess, uh, I, guess the I don't get it. Match? The five man match or whatever oh, okay. it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, nah, man, but change your gear, maybe, like, maybe, but nah, nope. probably not. Never gonna like that. that's I Kurt see. Angle's retirement match. That, yeah, dude with how a about vest that? On, with a yep. vest, how about <laughs> it's I can't it's, even believe it. Even Kurt Angle doesn't like that, you know, and like, that's a bummer that you know, oh, has like he that. said that? Oh, he yeah. said has that he, he? Wow. wishes that wasn't his last yeah, match, sure. wow. yeah, like, yeah. Not, we uh-huh. all wish that, Kurt. Yeah. Uh, but I saw that, you know, there's still a little NXT uh, infusion going on with the hit row comeback. And then, like, the, the debuts oh. or re-debuts keep coming. Good, bad, or indifferent. I'm not a fan of it because it's just, lots of, once again, men it's a lot at once. Um, yeah, men on a mission. <laughs> but honestly, like, the one thing also I wanted to note with the WWE real quick, and then I'll let you guys talk, is um, yeah, they're, they're still doing <laughs> the brand split. They're still kind of mm-hmm. it looks yeah. like committed to it. And I'm I'm hearing work well, that's so much draft talent. coming. But yeah. <laughs> well, I'm hearing they're gonna do another draft. So it seems like they're still committed to the uh the brand split. They still got a shitty GM. They still got guys that you know I really couldn't care less about featured. So the question is, when's my boy Cody coming back to save it? He's gonna really come it. back when the Royal Rumble. Cody, though, it's like, is he just does Triple H give a fuck about Cody? Good question. You well, know, the, the way Vince did, I, no, I don't know. Cody's you know. trip. trip blah, 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 blah. Cut that, bud. Rewind. Cody, <laughs> Cody's favorite wrestler is Triple H. So yeah, I feel yeah like, when he when once he got back there, yeah, it was Sting while he was yeah, in he, AEW. He, yeah, yeah, he broke the uh, throne. So, I, trip, I mean, but yeah, I'm, you know, I'm curious. Triple H doesn't bury anyone though, so no, nah, never, be never fun. has. No, not my opinion. I don't know. Like, will He's Triple H want to put the AEW guy? Who was beating his show every week? Ultimately, got him removed from that position. The show went in a whole different direction. Is he going to want to put the guy who started that whole thing and took all the shots at him over his guys now? Now that he's bringing up Champa, maybe Gargano comes back. You know, Dude, not to be morbid, NXT but good, not but... to be morbid, but I think post you know near death Triple H is gonna, you know, he'll have a soft spot for Cody. He knows what's best for business, man. 
Come on, we'll see. I'm we'll actually see. worried it about Triple back. H and his health. Yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah, that's a stressful job. It absolutely is. But I'm I, worried I, about him. Yeah, for sure. It's yeah, it is. But I think he's the um, guy, dude. You know. Yeah. Also, Triple H loved. And now Sean, so how about maybe. that? Yeah, I don't know about that one. Oh, well, of course not. Of course. <laughs> no, but I, all that aside, just least like, favorite member of the Click, right, Frank? What did he do? Is that your least favorite of the Click, Sean? Yeah. Even wow. if you count PJ Polacco, <laughs> even if you count him, Sean. If, well, we have love for PJ Polacco. Duke, your yeah, your least sure. favorite member of the Click. My least favorite member of the Click. You said it last week. <laughs> Shout out to Zern. Frank <laughs> Diesel. Disrespect. The disrespect. Listen, man, the guy got. Let me just tell you real quick. Make Guys that get into wrestling for money. I'm not into it. I get it. I get it. You want to be rich and famous, but guys that get into wrestling because they fucking love wrestling as guys who I will always gravitate to. I got two words for you. Suck it. Ultimate Diesel warrior. I know you're razor, razor, man. That's a fucking generational. Dude, I rewatched the dark side of the ring last night on mm-hmm. warrior one. Um, and we were watching it and I can't stand all the slander on warrior. Like, no. Like for like Jim Cornette was just like what do you what are you making that face for? I don't know. Is Come it on, not, bro? Is it not is it not deserved? I don't know. Come because on, he was saying man. things like, Oh, he looked great and Vince liked him. Like he was like hating that he got over Who said so that? strong. Jim Cornette. But it was listen, listen, okay, we listen. can't we can't pretend that Vince also didn't bury him with that DVD back in the day. The, no, for yeah, sure. You everybody know, like did. that's where it's I'm saying all the slander. I don't love the slander. Like, there has to be something I to it. I do think Cornette still has something to give to wrestling, but his thing is he shits on everything. That's his gimmick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so know like, that. I know Cornette yeah, isn't can, the guy to like. He can you get know. right to fuck. What does he here. like? I mean, whatever. He doesn't fuck, like anything. Fuck Cornette. You know, I'm talking. You know about... what he did like? He liked CM Punk's return that mm, we half highlighted last. He like. He said it couldn't hit. He says it couldn't have been done better. You know, well, speaking of said. let's 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 get into AEW a little bit. Speaking of that, <laughs> um, because he I did see that. Oh, yeah, I said, do want to put dynamite over because it was very good this week. Well, first of all, let me address like my my heat with AEW. I saw in the comments, I love uh, I think it was Greg well, Rice. Fucked up, John. Somebody it bring it up. Yeah, yeah my my uh, my hatred for AEW, my my heel, heat, heel. but I just gotta be honest, AEW. I like about 25% of it. That's a good number. Ooh. I mean, it's it's that's a solid I don't, number. I don't even think that's a bad number, if I'm being honest. I'm you serious. don't think that's a bad number? It's a two-hour show. It's like what you watch if you watch Saturday, if you like if you watch Saturday Night Live and you like 25% of the episode, I feel like you're probably like, all right, that's not the worst I don't show. I think that's you know? a good number. I was expecting more, like, I wasn't expecting fun loving Frank to come and like agree with me there. I thought I was going to poke the bear. I just, but... I'm just being rational. Yeah. Right. Cause like, if I watch uh, Raw, you know, if I watch, I think he, Tucci's a little harsh, right? Where like, I like mm-hmm. much more of AEW than he's saying, but I don't think there's anything wrong with liking, you know, a quarter. Cause it's such a, it's like a variety show, you know? So, well, let's get into the show really just, quick. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I want to talk about dynamite and um, I'll just touch on what Cornette said really quick. And then I'll, so he said the, the big showdown, the big promo battle, Moxley and punk. I really enjoyed that. I loved that. But he said that once they came to blows, like you had, you know, punk kind of throwing some good ones and, and Moxley looked 
look completely ridiculous trying to mm-hmm. throw punches. He was burying Moxley's promo, saying he, that he shouldn't that's have been in the ring. Thing. Like yeah. he buries that's Moxley that. every week for. Bleeding. He said he sounded like an indie wrestler, and Punk sounded like a seasoned vet, and it was just like he was burying my boy Mox. But yeah. what do you guys think of that segment? Dude, first of all, he hates on Moxley. He does relentlessly. Yeah, wow, really. And like, like yeah, it like relentless. Because like, I don't even hate Jim Cornette like yeah, everybody yeah. does. Yeah, like, me neither. Because yeah. I neither. have love for him from back in the day, and I do think he has a good mind for wrestling. I just think his new thing is he shits on things, and without that, he's not relevant. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's how I feel about him. But sorry, go ahead, Frank. No, but similar. You know, he hates on Moxley, and similar is a. Uh... Disco, Disco and Conan, not so much Conan, but Disco. Don't even dignify fucking Disco dude, Inferno. You know what I mean? Like, like that's a, I, on, and, I, and I'm convinced though. Like at this point, it's like they bury the shit constantly, no matter what. Well, guess what? What are you talking about right now? Exactly, because you know, you know it gets people to. He's a flick. You on think it's shadow, intentional you know? though? I I felt like with some Cornette, of their points with are Cornette, strong. With Cornette, I think he has his points. I think they're just based from very old school mentality, you know. And I think it's also very convenient because, like, when he's booking Ring of Honor and Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are top guys there, it's all good. He doesn't have right, shit to say about true. the current product, you know. But whatever. That's neither here nor there. He's old school. I get it, you know, but I just also think it's kind of his gimmick to be that old school hater yeah. of pro wrestling, you know, and then so I, I don't pay him any mind, but. Well, let's talk yeah. about AEW itself and not, dig, you know, dignify Cornette's stuff, <laughs> even though I might actually agree with him about some of this show. But that segment in particular, I know it started Dynamite and we don't have to go too far into the show in detail, but that segment needs our attention. Did you guys um, feel the, the intensity it felt very big to me yeah punk punk was on yep. top of i felt the like world punk there. finally was like you know what i mean like fucking cm punk finally like yeah, fuck I everybody think, like yeah, i'm the yeah. best yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, like, yeah yeah i think that's what like i felt too it felt like he's like you, you motherfuckers forgot like i'm the yeah. man exactly you know, like, like i was like, gone now i'm back yeah, yeah, yeah. this is the real title like mm-hmm. and equally like i love moxley like i like it's crazy because i never liked him you guys know that yeah, yeah. like dean ambrose and john yeah. to his credit has always liked him but like now when he comes back like i'm like fuck fuck punk you know like yeah, yeah. this guy's been carrying the flag yeah. man you know like but i and you know these guys are cool, obviously. Unfortunately, in this day and age, we see them fucking hanging out and taking pictures together and shit, yeah, which yeah. sucks, you know, because you know it's not real. But still, for Punk to say, like, you're the third best guy in your group, bro. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm like, oh, that hurt me. Is like, he wrong? Yeah. Like, that's why and then it's he great. says, like, tell me when I'm wrong, you know? So, mm-hmm. like, that was cool. And then I do think he outshined Mox yeah. in the in the talking. Um because Moxley, like that's one thing I don't like about AEW. Everybody just curses. Mm. And it's like, your words don't mean shit, brother. And it's like, yeah. all right, cool. Like get heat without cursing, and I'll be more impressed, you know? Like Yeah. I think I he might have lost love... his way a little bit in that promo, Moxley. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. well, he was Felt in the like ring he... with one of the guys exactly. one of the best to ever do it. I legitimately think he was uh, a little bit intimidated for in that yeah. moment, and I love Moxley so That's much. That's good. But... You know, you need that, even if it's unintentional. Yeah, you need competition. Yeah, yeah. Like even because, like, I could see Mox. You know, I think those guys are good enough to, to 
to take nuance into account and Moxley maybe being like all doing these little things that doesn't make the ultimate tough guy seem slightly intimidated by the best in the world guy. Yeah. I don't know. You know, it's probably just him, you know, being outclassed on the mic if we're being honest, but you could take it any way you want to. And, you know, and it makes it feel big and it makes punk feel big. Cause you know, punk, you know, he's that skinny fat guy that, you know, Tripp said back in the day. So it's like, it's not like you're physically scared of him. You know, if you look at reality of his fighting, you know, you're also not, that doesn't really intimidate anybody. So it's hot. It's for him to get over as a tough guy, especially when the other guy he's fighting is like, I'm the toughest guy, you know, it were little things like that. Like if it's incidental or not, I feel like it helps the whole thing. Cause it's like, Oh, is this guy, uh, is this guy shook? around right. this dude punk you know what i mean like, like guy, even if it's you know just him fumbling lines because punk is significantly better <laughs> significantly speaking of that triple h punk uh dynamic there i wanted to actually mention it's been floating around a little bit the promo the triple h cut on punk back in the day basically yeah. about like you only want to shift and make change if it's revolving around you and like mm-hmm. basically cut the martyr bullshit yeah. like you know and it's just like people are like, oh, these words were so prophetic and now it's all coming back around. We've heard like these rumblings about CM Punk not being, I guess, the most liked backstage. We don't really want to get too much into the backstage stuff, but the rumors are that it's, I'll tell like, you what, it's heating up over there. Rumors. Yeah, those rumors, I think the rumors make it more compelling. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it makes all this show shit. Why are they fighting for the title next week on Dynamite? You know what I mean? Like, what's happening there? Is Punk dropping the belt and he's fucking gone? Is, are they working all of us? You know what I mean? And it's just going to be this whole anti-AEW locker room shit. Guys like MJF have talked shit about Punk a locker as a locker room guy. Fucking Hangman Page, you know what I mean? Has talked vocally about saving AEW from what this guy is you know this could have been a whole long-term storytelling type thing you know where like everybody's been given hints that like why why is this guy you know all these AEW guys like why is he the guy and now he's coming back super toxic to me it's just compelling because we don't know the truth right what the, what the fuck do we know about what's happening in that locker room right but if if there's real drama i hope it doesn't get too serious but the idea that it could be some kind of a story that it's just putting it out there just to make you give a fuck a little bit. You know what I mean? All of a sudden punk comes back quick from injury. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and like, and at the same exact time, the whole locker room hates him and you the know heat I mean? with Adam this, page, yeah, there's, the there's heat. all this heat and who knows what the truth is, you know, but I think it's cool. It adds a little intrigue to me. Yeah. Duke really quick um, with AEW stuff and, and the punk and Moxley intense feud and whatnot. <laughs> um, do you feel like, you know, the CM Punk, because I've seen a lot of hate lately, like all of a sudden. Nobody I guess. likes the truth, man. Nobody likes to hear the truth. Let me ask you guys, was this like the most compelling episode of Dynamite in a long time for you? Probably. It was for me. Yeah, for me it was. I watched I like it all the way. No too, a lot, you know, like because he's a fucking superstar yeah, yeah. and that why. goes to your point yeah that goes and to your like, point because the last two nobody likes return. to hear the truth dude and nobody's mm-hmm. gonna like a fucking superstar when he's outshining everyone mm-hmm. lebron no james respect <laughs> listen man it's no disrespect i have love for aw man i love yeah. a lot of guys there yeah but like that fucking guy is the guy 
He mm-hmm. is yeah. the star. He's the biggest picture on every one of their little fucking logos. I and 100% agree. You know what I mean? Like We talked about it in the debuts episode, and I, me and Frank got into a little bit. I was like saying, put him right on the top from the beginning. Sam Punk yeah. is Maybe a he wasn't ready, but That might be premature, but he's a first bout Hall uh, of yeah. Famer, generational uh, yeah. talent. He's to been me, the most yeah. loved dude in the industry and the most hated. Like mm-hmm. when I was even so getting into this episode, talking about dream matches, did you guys find yourself coming back to the same guy a lot? Yeah. For me, yeah, yeah. And was CM Punk in there a lot? Yeah, or, my, for me, he was, was for personally. me because he's I had to, compelling. I had why. to get him in a match. Even if, because I was like making, yeah. like I said, I I take it as a card. I and thought I was of just several like, with him. I was like, I have to get this guy. It in was the recurring think... thing for me because the most compelling guys, that's who I want to see yeah. with a story and stuff like that. Yeah. And CM Punk is the shit. And he won me back over because I thought he was kind of, but to, for him to come out and say, I'm the fucking dude, you just forgot. I'm yeah. all for it. Yeah, and that Dynamite was... as a whole, I really enjoyed it. It was my most enjoyable episode in, of Dynamite in a long time. When he said, "I'll be the dollars and cents yep. of this company," it's yep. like that's it's like you got to call a spade a spade. Yeah. It is what it is, guys. Listen, man. You're all a level below, yeah. even Brian Danielson. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, and he's and I uh, fucking love Brian. He's Danielson. a tippy top of WWE I'd guy. Rather, he's there, yeah. There's probably three guys maybe that i'd rather watch a match over of him currently yeah you know like he's at the top but like punk is the whole deal man yeah you said it i mean punk is must see he is a super duper duper star for sure i mean i don't love everything about cm punk you know as far as what he allows us to see sometimes he he plants a political flag but that's another story for another day but uh i'm i'm so happy he's back at this level well, we're going we're gonna to talk at length about CM Punk, the wrestler, next week. Spoiler alert. So definitely catch us next week to talk about Punk, his whole career throughout the, the indies, throughout WWE, some AEW. We're going to get into that next week. For now, we're going to talk and shift into some of our fantasy matches, some of our dream matches. Because Moxley and Punk, to me, was actually a dream match. And... It's happening. So that kind of sparked the interest to think about what other matches we would have loved to have seen, you know, if if the circumstances were right at the time or maybe like go a little far fetched in our minds and sort of have some fantasy matchups. We kind of dug into it a little bit. Each of us, we came up with five. Uh, we do want to touch on some of the, the feuds that did happen, some of the big matches, the dream matches that happened. And I'm going to throw, throw a couple at you guys. Um, to start some that happened that I was just so excited, you know, went down and that lived up to the hype for me. I just want to start with uh, Chris Jericho and HBK WrestleMania 19. Do you guys remember that match seeing it live? And for you, did it live up to the hype? Because for me at the time, it was like one of my favorite matches ever. Yeah. I think it's a great match, but I'm in, but that WrestleMania I'm in peak hbk hater mode <laughs> you know so like i didn't give a fuck about why that what was it that triggered i just HBK didn't hate. like him. i just didn't like him you know and i still hadn't gotten over it you know what i mean like but I just, what peaked it what was the... <laughs> i'm just 
it couldn't have gotten worse. He's coming back. He's beating guys like in that match for mm-hmm. spoiler. You know what I mean? The win. That's why my favorite part of that whole match is when they show love at the end and then Jericho hits him in the dick. Did you resent him match. because he was beating like your guys at that time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I resented that he was like the champion because I love that Shawn Michaels the way you guys will look at like Adam or Cole. John yeah specifically John would look at somebody like Adam Cole fighting for the title or something that's how I kind of just always never was believed it you never believed yeah it. I just always was like a Shawn Michaels hater in that sense obviously okay. he has good matches but then I'm team Brett so once that shit happens you it's seem like, you're like dead. both they squash no, you're the dead. beef I'm Not allowed to like Shawn Brett yeah. doesn't Brett didn't really squash that beef they you know, they he, dude I just I saw this it, thing but... from last year they did a little mini doc and um yeah. he, it sh- uh, sh- uh, Brett was going out of his way to be very like pat yeah. on the back huggy yeah. and, and Sean was like a little standoffish I'm like here we go again like, yeah. I, I don't ag- I don't agree with that because I know what you're talking about and when they met in the ring and they hugged I felt like Sean really showed yeah. him love it's true. and Brett was kind of standoffish yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it was you know that was in on, that on little the clip, like yeah, which yeah. I loved. One of my that favorite meant raw moments so ever. So much to me, way. Dude, like I, way me more than it should. Beef. Yeah, <laughs> a grown man. Me and my like, mom had heat from that moment. Beef. I was like, "What? Why?" Because she came down like trying. I'm waiting for this. I'm I'm in the basement. You remember my mom's house? I'm in the basement yeah. of my mom's house, waiting to see this moment. And then she comes down, just like yelling for me. <laughs> hey, and I'm the like, worst no. timing. I I literally was like, you know how long I've been waiting. <laughs> <laughs> and she got all pissed off at me. She stormed up we didn't oh, talk for like shit. a day. <laughs> Dude, by the That's... way, great promo by Sean in that moment. Holy yeah. crap. I don't but know if I... you guys remember that. Oh, but... I remember it, man. Yeah, I, man. I, I That was one of my favorite raw moments ever. Can though. we just Brett... talk about Bret Hart and Sean Michaels for the rest of the show? Yeah, we Trust me, I, yeah, was I, I was going to pitch Michael's that match. idea. I would love to do that, honestly, for, for a whole episode, talk about them guys. but No, but the, the tie it all up, I thought that match is great. I think it's a great match. Great WrestleMania match. It is very Was that a good. dream match at all, like, for you as Not a Not for me, personally, but, okay. you know, like I said, I was peak hater mode, so, like, there's no Shawn Michaels dream match for me, really. But, uh... <laughs> But I do think it was good. You know, I understand how it is. You're gonna love my list, Frank. Dude, did you like that? Did you like the Jericho HBK match? Did it live up to that? I did. I I liked it. I remember you. I remember in the moment you being like super hyped for it. I wasn't big on Jericho's character at the time. Um. So, and I don't think that's one of Sean's best matches. Honestly, I can probably name five off the top that I. But yeah, sure. But for it's two guys awesome, to come it's together. It's an awesome match. It's just Shawn Michaels match. Yeah. He absolutely. Did, when did he have a bad match? You do you know, have like, any do you have any for you that you know you're glad happened that Oh yeah. I mean the one I mean I think we'll all agree on. I don't even want to steal Frank's heat. I feel like I want to keep this for you. No, no, Rock no, no, versus not, Hogan. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, that that was, was exactly that's like the big one. I mean yeah. Because I would have thought that match sucked too. Yeah, you know, I was and like, this match is gonna suck with Hogan. Because you know, that, that Canadian age. crowd, yeah, fucking turned on the Rock, man. In Toronto at Skydome, many of the crowd chanting for the Rock. Quite frankly, many in the crowd chanting for Hogan. A mixed reaction here at WrestleMania. Dude, if you have a great crowd like like that, like. You have to really, you know, shit it up. They flipped the script, I think, if the story's true, that um, Rock went with the the heel 
uh, sort of like movements. Well, Rocks, and he was awesome. He he recognized that, you know, because he had that, you know, the presence of mind when he heard the crowd to look at the crowd that fucking no one does anymore. Brock was good at that. Yeah, yeah. man. He did it with dude, Brock dude. at SummerSlam with that Brock yeah, match yeah. that yep. made that Hell made yeah. Brock. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, the crowd Absolutely. turned on him there too. And but yeah, I mean, not to get off, you know, I don't yeah. want to go on a tangent, but no, Rock Frank, and Hogan for sure is like that's like probably the best. I think that's the match I think of of dream matches that yeah happened. that happened. like that actually happened. Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angle. You know what I mean? Like that's yep. another one of those. Let me, let me pop Good that off see. my list. That's another, that's another match, too, that like I like for like the wrong reasons. I like because he beat the shit out of HBK like when they did have matches, you know, and like HBK crying about it. You know, so wait, do I, do, do I hate Kevin Owens more than you hate HBK? Or I mm. wonder. Yeah, you might because I give – HBK a lot of flowers yeah. nowadays. You know what That's I mean? True. For matches. I don't stuff. we should have a show on that. <laughs> <laughs> another you know what? Another one I wanted to mention really quick. More. Um for it's it's like sort of a it's not obscure, but I always loved Jeff Hardy and RBD Matt the match mm-hmm. that happened. Um, I think it was like invasion, but mm-hmm. these two styles, I was a huge RVD guy. I know Frank was too, but like yeah, from ECW, RVD was my guy. And um, I was always like a Hardy's guy, but having them two styles collide was a cool one for me. You know, we don't have to sit here and talk about it forever. That was one. Um, no, it was cool. Yeah, that was cool. And that was during the invasion, which we start we started to get some of the quote unquote dream matches. Some didn't work out, but that's one that stands out to me. And also, Bret Hart uh, and Benoit in WCW. It's on my list, homie. Sorry, buddy. That yeah, was yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you felt the same way. Yeah, because I wanted to talk about that match for a little bit. It, it deserves a little bit of our attention because at one the time. The Owen tribute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the Owen tribute match. and um, Hand-picked, hand-picked Benoit. Yeah. Like, imagine that honor. You know? Yep. And this is the thing where you, you already knew it was going to be you know, physical clash, like with some sort of the same styles, a technical, I guess you could say clinic. And um, it's just for me, and we're going to get into some of these, you know, fantasy matches eventually, but like the stage could also play a big part in how a match ends up, you know, staying with us and for them to perform WCW, we, we hold near and dear to our hearts now. And even like early WCW, I know we all love it. But towards the end, we know how it got. So for them to have that match on that stage, it's to me a little unfortunate, but it was still it was still a damn good wrestling match. I loved I loved Benoit at one point. Like I thought he was the best technical wrestler in the world. But like, how many of his matches truly stand out to you? Well, that's a story for I mean, and eventually we want to talk about like old school versus new school in general. But it kind of ties into like nowadays you know matches match quality work rate and having spots versus like creating moments like you know a coconut to the head is still iconic but there could have been like 600 moves in a match nowadays and they're all blur like so just to kind of tie it into that like the benoit uh style i think it can't be denied that it's like it's 
it's awesome. And we all, I think, cheered for guys like that. But um, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. Like the Ben like Watt even thing. Eddie Guerrero, mm-hmm. who is I can make an argument that he's the best in-ring performer of all time. I will make that argument, you know, because he could work any style. Mm-hmm. But like he didn't reach that level until he fucking was Latino heat. Right. You know, okay, it's it always sense. like that little thing that you need, you know, yeah. like well, Benoit had a uh, toothless aggression. He did have yeah. toothless aggression. <laughs> One that I wanted to mention, and then Duke, by all means, if you have some that happened that you were... You know, I just have one more in my list. Okay, and I have said. one more because it's not one that, um, you know, that I think lived up to the hype, but it does play into one that we wanted to see, or at least I wanted to see, and that was Sting versus Triple H. It happened mm. a little late in the game. Uh, Sting, you know, obviously no he came to the yeah came to the WWE way way late in the game, and the finish was much talked about. Triple H going over, I think it was it sort of signified that WWE won the war officially, mm-hmm. or however they want to spin it. It felt wrong. It felt dirty. Um, and I remember specifically him it's hitting. He hit him in the head with a sledgehammer, <laughs> and, and then and then after the match they hugged. Lesson, like, there's so much wrong with that sometimes you hug after getting hit in the head with a sledgehammer bro it <laughs> that's happens. just one of those all-time baffling and one that you could see coming a mile away you're like triple h just all to not fuck this up yep. it just not has he just has to not beat sting yep doesn't matter just like you just can't beat sting and they fucking <laughs> did it course, again man. You know what I mean? It's, like they always this is and this is where my heat with the company ultimately comes from, whether it be yeah. Triple H or whoever. Mm-hmm. It's just we know what they're gonna do. <laughs> Everybody says, don't do this one thing. And that's what they fucking end on. Ultimately, it was like that's all you had to do to not yep. make that like just suck, right? Because we know Sting was Sting was what he was at that yeah. point. Even Triple H at that point. Well, Just let me assume. Let me assume my WWE, um, yeah. you know, flag waving position for a minute. If you were running the company, right, and you wanted to sort of like put a seal on the whole Monday Night Wars thing, there doesn't need. What do you want your company to? to yeah, the seal. The company doesn't exist anymore, exactly. bro. You don't need right. another stamp right. on. Look, I'm trying. I'm like, trying to justify. It, bro. Vince showed up on their television and fucking buried the whole yeah. shit. You also, know? It like, it's what over. the fuck? Why'd the NWO come out to help Sting? (laughs) Right? Like his whole, he became this dark ass crow character because of the NWO. And then they come out and help him. Yeah, it was, it was a really strange match. I still enjoyed that match because it was seeing Sting in WWE, which was awesome, you know? But yeah, they fucked it up for sure. Yeah. Give me the last one for you, Triple H, once again, you know, like, He's got to fucking put himself over. It's like, bro, you're not going to be, no matter how hard you try, you're never going to be Shawn Michaels. Just, yeah. it's okay. You know? He's better. Like, He's better. 
Okay, sure. No, no, I'm kidding. Strike that from the record. Well, he is. I was though, just, right? I was, I was he joking. Has, he's a 13 time or whatever yeah, the fuck he is. Three like, times the championships is yeah, my exactly. Or something like no, that. No, I, 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 I'm joking you know? about that. But I do have to say, like in doing the preparation for this episode, Triple H was a guy that, like, I kept thinking about. Man, I would have loved to see this match. I would have not more than other guys, but he, you know, I love Triple H's feuds. I love his storytelling. He's one of I my favorites Triple of all time. H. You know, yeah. like I have this thing where, like, it's not hate because I don't hate anything, but it's like love and dislike. And, you know, you see him putting himself over and burying guys, you know, and it's like, come on, dude. Right. Like, mm-hmm. Because what was I your, did. What was your, at um... one point, I'll get to it. Don't fucking rush me, John. <laughs> at one point, like Triple H was John and I's favorite wrestler, yeah. period. Like when he won that belt, we were all for it. Anyway, my he's last had moments. Match... He had moments too. Like yeah. where I was on his side, but yeah. then it's like, oh, this is what you do. You know what I mean? You do this shit too often. That's what my I'm last sure. dream match that actually happened that would have been on my list and almost made my list because it was like so not what I wanted was Bret Hart versus Sting. Because obviously the sharpshooter scorpion deathlock yeah. thing. Um I like remember being a kid and wanting surfer sting against Brett the Hitman Hart. And what's funny is I remember in Pro Wrestling Illustrated, they used to have like um predictions every year. And it was like kind of silly predictions. And it said, um, Brett Hart will continue to use the Scorpion Deathlock. He will also cut his hair, dye it and wear face paint because they were saying like he stole the scorpion from sting and i remember being like salty because i liked them both but unfortunately when they finally met it was wolfpack sting who fucking who gives a shit about that (laughs) and he fought bret hart who was hanging out with the nwo because that made sense right (laughs) and uh so it happened but not how you wanted it to go down in your mind yeah yep but it did happen so yeah, it's a shame because some of those like big time dream matches we got in WCW, it, it's like, you know, they just never felt like they could present it how WWE can present it. I, I hate to be a, you know, homer there. but Well, it was a lot of like Nitro. They would just throw shit on Nitro, you know, like, yeah, you know, like WWE would do the video packages and all that stuff. And the production right. quality was obviously you know, way higher. Yeah, Similar to how our podcast production quality is way better than all these other wrestling <laughs> podcasts. You so. said it. I want to just no sell that one. Now the hitman up and you're sting again. Now oh. one low blow deserves another. The second inadvertent, but sting will take it. They try and bring him back with a superplex. Superplex. Off the top. Look at the referees in the way. A, a very quick one that was a dream match for me. And I'm going to say this a little bit, you know. Hold on. Is this the one that we have the same Barry Horowitz against the Brooklyn Brawler? Yeah, dude. It didn't live up to the hype, bro. Yeah, like, it didn't. I, I was so disappointed. No, but I was younger and I remember being a little, you know, geek for, for HBK. And also I was like a huge Mr. Perfect guy. And they, yeah. they had a match. Good point. And dude, like... It was Sean that was carrying a little extra weight and yep. um, for whatever perfect was out of, off a step. And it's like, that's one that if you 
you write it down, that yep. should be one of our, you know, top 10 favorites. That's actually a really good one that I didn't think of. Yeah, because it's, you know, it's looking back now. But um, yeah. that one didn't live up to the hype. And they so. brawled outside. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. And on I think it ended on a cow now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, the build no, up to the was... feud was cool. Yeah, exactly. But the actual match was like, meh. Yeah, the build was cool. But Frank, what yeah. did you think of Shawn Michaels and... <laughs> And your boy, Mr. Perfect. I know Frank loves Perfect. Though. No, I do love Perfect, but you don't like fat, Sean though. Fat Sean, bro. <laughs> he's a uh, he's bottom tier for me. I can't even. Move. So is it is regular Sean at least higher than fat yeah, Sean? Yeah, he's above <laughs> fat Sean. I I dislike um big chaps Sean the least. Like towards the end when he wore the yeah, chaps. Yeah, listen, Ugh. man, his knees were all fucked up. I get he it, bro, but to legacy. me, it killed his killed his legacy wrestling and that shit. Did you like the brown tights that he wore when Dude, he came? That's the worst <laughs> gear ever. He I would the take goddamn world title in those things. I Dude. would take brown tights, Bob haircut, HBK. Would you over, over the... the chaps tights? Wow, chaps <laughs> pants. had some great matches in those chaps, though. But it always was distracting to me, man. That's just the something I couldn't gear, get past. Mm -hmm. They were so tight. And very brown for no reason. In so a... tight. <laughs> no one They're ever tight. wore brown. What know? do you mean? They're, it They're was just like, but the pants. brown, it just like with his super tan chest into the brown pants. Bro, I thought he looked great. Dude. dude. He, and he was thin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he wasn't quite as jacked. Obviously in great shape, but like he wasn't like jacked. We're going to get you to come around on Sean. That's my goal in this podcast. Can't happen, bro. Goal of the podcast. By the time we're done 10 years from now, Frank's we're going to have, have HBK this, uh, up there. HBK hat on yes. with the, the leopard the we'll see. skin. Yeah, we'll see. Those were some that actually happened. Some of the dream matches. There's so many more that happened probably that you guys can leave in the comments and remind us. Um, some that you loved, some that you were happy happened, and they lived up to it, and some that just were a big letdown. I got I Frank got over here one. with the big... Uh... The once in a lifetime. Twice. Okay. John Cena and The Rock. Yes. The biggest dream match. Twice. That, You're right. The dream once, match we all once in a lifetime twice. We Did you like for... that? Did you guys like that one? No. Okay. Nope. Not even a little. It either, meant shit. Either, either time. Okay. It meant shit to me. It literally yeah. meant nothing. You know, and I mean, I'm sorry to say that because some of Cena's feuds weren't bad. Like, you know, I'm not like mm -hmm. a Cena basher. Not for sure. I am a big Cena hater. He's like Sean Levels for me. Holy uh, shit. Really? Yeah, legitimate. Wow. Uh, but I, I can understand. But that. I do it like Cena's had good match. He's had more good matches than I you would think watching him wrestle. He's had feuds. I mean, he, you know, he's it's because of the crap. The yeah. polarizing crowd always yeah. made it he's fun to watch shit. a scene. Yeah. Everything match. that he you got to give him that. Like mm -hmm. when he was involved in a match, it felt important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Him and Rock. So like, um, I, I give him a little credit, but I genuinely can't stand him. Damn, know? I didn't know he was like Sean. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, him and Rock's like build towards the match, though. I remember it was Rock you know, kind of letting loose for the first time, I guess, in mm -hmm. a very long time. That kind of to see that again, I was kind of hype. Like, wow, he's calling out Cena for being phony. He's doing all this. Mm -hmm. And it, it felt like, oh, there's some real tension there. That's always what we want in a feud. And um, the, the build was cool. But to main event, the mania and then to do it twice. For me, it was not a dream match. And it, it was yeah. just like, you know, but I get a lot of people wanted that. That's a good one. I've gone back to watch that because like i want to i want to like it and i i don't yeah i yeah, well i don't think it's like awful if they did it once yeah 
and then it genuinely just stayed this one match in time, like this moment in time, you might be able to, you know, grow with it, but yeah, because it's not like it's good, right? But like maybe mm-hmm. you find reasons you like, you know, like any sort of old yeah, the lead up was that kind great, of cool, yeah, because you know? they were like going back and forth and stuff. But then they do it again. They announced yeah. it the next day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's a whole nother. Oh my just, gosh! Like, yeah, oh, it's like who cares? They sure did. Yeah, yeah I, I remember, remember thinking that was that. so dumb. Like, dude, it just happened, and we're doing it. You just already. Did either of you guys go to that? No. no, no, nope. Um, I believe that the once in a lifetime. Uh, rock uh cena number one was at the party that we referenced where the banner was torn down and we were almost kicked out <laughs> wow that Sheamus, was legendary Seamus and brian <laughs> so i believe that was once in a lifetime main event we were all still there um, watching it but- he was so mad dude Other uh, great dream matches that took place, please leave in the comments. We want to hear about them. Some that you were uh, thrilled that took place. But we want to talk about some that didn't happen. Some dream matches, some fantasy warfare, some dream feuds, if you will. So we're all going to approach this differently. It's going to be fun. We're uh, we're going to give you five each. We're going to talk about our five, you know, dream matches dream feuds for me i want to at least approach it with the the feud in mind because some of these matches once you get them in the in the ring i'm I'm not expecting the five stars from Meltzer or anything like that so you got to understand i'm thinking more story here with some of the uh, uh the ideas i came up with and then for these two guys i think they're going to come at it from a different approach frank yeah, how did mine, you approach mine, this mine one is almost the opposite of yours mine is sort of like i wanted this is like a dream card something that I would pop for if I was going to this show, you know, just, you know, I didn't focus so much on the builders. I'm focusing on, this is the end product. This is accumulation of everything. We know what we're going to get. When, when, when you hear mine, it's kind they're kind of self-explanatory. Most of them, you know, you like, you hear it and go, I want to watch that shit. Cause you know, it's going <laughs> to be a banger. So that's how I'm looking at it really. Yeah, and I can understand some of mine. You might need a little bit of an explanation, but I think you'll not, you'll know why I'm I'm leaning the way I'm leaning. Duke, how did you approach this one? Um, yeah, I felt like there's no right answer. You know, it's fantasy. So initially, I was thinking like you know stuff that could have happened, <clears throat> but then the more I thought about it, I kind of did an amalgam of both ideas, like just dream matches, guys in their prime, you know, versus each other. Yeah, because we and, wanted to talk about, really quick, not to cut you off, but there are obviously but some... But you did anyway. <laughs> there are some that they just missed the boat on, like the timing was there, but they didn't yeah. happen. And we do want to touch on some that they could have, you know, actually presented to us. And then, like I said, we're going to bring some out of left field that, you know, could have never happened in a million years, but in our little brains... We're going to cook them up here. So um, I do want to start with Duke, your number five. If you could give me your number five dream match, fantasy matchup. I mean, mine aren't really in order, but I'll start with um, the one that I have here. It's Bret Hart versus Kurt Angle. 
Um, obviously, <laughs> from a technical standpoint, you guys are in already. You know, if you're a fan of pro wrestling, you're going to want to see that. But I, like John, I kind of went in from like a storyline standpoint. And I actually thought of two different ways that this could be, this could work. Um, it could be, you know, Kurt Angle was the Olympic hero when he was a heel and Bret Hart, you know, says, you're not a real hero, you know, like, you know, questions his integrity, et cetera. That could lead up to it. Or you one of do... the three eyes, he would, he would actually question exactly. one of yes. the three eyes. Um, or you could just do the, the easy one, USA versus Canada when Brett was, you know, anti USA Brett, um, and obviously the Olympic hero could, you know, this could maybe turn Kurt that was heel. He's like, you can't talk about my country like that. I want a gold medal for this country, blah, blah, blah. But I think I'd probably prefer Brett as the baby face right. in the feud. And I would approach it as like, you know, Kurt, you say that, you know, you're a hero, but you do this, that, and the other, and I'm the real hero and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the match sells itself because of the technical prowess of both of them. I mean, Jesus yeah. Christ. And it like, it could have happened too, which is frustrating, but yeah. yeah, you get that match in the ring. I mean, you got, yeah. So take my money was, again in no particular order. That's my first one. So love it. Let me know I what you it. think in the comments, kids. Yeah. Kurt Angle versus Bret Hart. Would you guys want to see that match? Would that be high on your list? I'd certainly Would you guys want to see <laughs> that John and Frank. Yeah. That's like a dream match for sure. For me. Um, the only reason it's not on my list because we mentioned what we were going to talk about beforehand, you know, because mm -hmm. that's such a, you know, iconic. Frank, match. you're not supposed to tell them that. We're, we're, Spoiler it's such, alert! It's such an iconic trade secrets. It's such an iconic sort of like kayfabe, bro. Duo that you could have in a ring, you know. So yeah, the match it's, writes it's, itself, it's, right? Yeah, the, and yeah, like I said, sure. like that yeah. match of yours feels like it fit. It's slipped right into my card like no problem. Of yep. course, I may I may even be using some of those guys, but well, tell us yeah. who you're using for your first match. Uh, so what, what since have? I'm approaching it like it's a card that I'm going to see, I have them in order, a layout of order. Please. What would the Are name you... of your card be? Don't have a name. I didn't think. I didn't All right. Well, I mean, I'm not showing up unless I get a name. That's bro. fine. What yeah, am I buying? TBD. TBD. I just... <laughs> But oh, my big. fifth match, <laughs> big deal, the big my, deal, my <laughs> curtain jerker. Since I feel like that first match should be, it should set the tone right away. Like, of course, is Owen Hart versus Chris Leinhart Jericho. Mm. That's a good one. Love it. It's, to me, that's just like two Canadian boys. Of course, Jericho with that dungeon connection. You know, idolizing mm. these guys. Last Owen, survivor of the Hart family, don't yeah, you? Owen being the legend that he was, you know, also, but still like the little brother, like still had something to prove type of guy. And I feel like that's kind of been Jericho's career, like the whole way, no matter how many world titles he's won, he's never quite looked at the same as these other big names, you know, especially by me. I mentioned yeah. that. And yeah. arguably like, you know, two of the best of all time, you know, just going out there, having on a, having a clinic high flying too, super technical, which these, you know, guys like Brett maybe weren't 
they're pretty grounded, you know, but with Owen and Jericho, you know, you never know what you could have from it. They almost luchadors in their own way, you know? So I just think that match is perfect. Those two together too, the chemistry they would have, I just think. I love that one, man. I think that's a great, great, great one. And I think uh, you could even tie in. I know Owen is like one of Jericho's idols favorite. So you could even have a reverse, um, of the like sort of similar to what he did with Shawn Michaels, I guess, like the teacher versus student thing, or however you want to spin it. I love that one. I think the styles would mesh well, obviously. Um, and also not only would it like make Owen or make Jericho feel more accepted, I think it could actually make give Owen another yeah. big a big because Jericho's the world champ, a world champion, you know, whether you love them or not. Jericho is a surefire Hall so, of Famer. Yeah like is Owen Hart yeah right exactly. you know like but they could elevate um, each other hypothetically yeah. hypothetically yeah. I speaking. think either guy coming out of it like comes out looking you know choice choices yeah because because Owen really never got a lot of shine in the main event other than against Brett yep. yeah that was it and yep. um I could see that main event or in your you know beautiful card of you know the big deal pay-per-view there uh it could open the show so I'm all yeah. I'm curious to hear what the, the rest of yeah, the card right. looks like for for me, so like I said, this is a little bit fantasy here. Uh, we are in the, the heart of the fantasy football drafts for a lot of people, you know, here in the nerd corner on No Sold. We're, uh, we're in the, the heart of the fantasy wrestling uh, mindset. So I approach it as like strictly fantasy with some of these matches. I'm not sure if some of them could have happened. Uh, so you'll have to just kind of play with time a little bit with me here. And for the first one, they almost crossed paths. He was obviously on his way out. Sadly, he passed away shortly after this guy debuted. But my number five, I guess you could say fantasy feud, fantasy match would be The Undertaker versus Andre the Giant. I think, uh, you know, this one, one. it's a big one. (laughs) So, uh, you know, you could have a battle over who's the true phenom. You know, you could spin it however you want. I think... You know, Taker fought so many other giants, but he never slayed the ultimate giant, the, you know, the biggest. Well, according to Frank, he's not the tallest or biggest, but that's another story for another day. Taker is 6'5", for the record. What about Andre? It's his true true height is 6'10", according to Frank. What about uh, John Gonzalez? (laughs) He was 6'11". So he's the largest athlete of all time. But I, but I love the idea of this like phenom versus phenom thing. They're they're the two you know larger than life characters in the history of the WWE WWF. And also, if you wanted to base this story like in reality, you could even have like Vince sort of torn over who you know he would side with because I know he's always held Andre the Giant near and dear to his heart, and, and Taker has been like the pulse, the heartbeat of the WWE. So for me, that's my fifth Andre the Giant versus the Undertaker fantasy match dream match would you guys tune in i know frank loves a big man versus big man battle <laughs> yeah i would tune in listen i'm tuning in for i've tuned in for way worse shit than the match that those guys would put out but like obviously it means so you know they're two biggest names we argued as a matter of fact tucci that each guy should be the fourth dude on our Mount Rushmore of a pro wrestling. Yes, we did. So, you know, obviously it's a big deal. The match isn't going to be like this Dave Meltzer seven-star classic, but uh, 
you know, you got to see gotta it. Stop with the mouth. <laughs> you got to see it. Yeah, I mean, his stars for the record mean absolutely nothing to me. But um, but anyway, Duke, do you care to lend your two cents to that big uh, battle of the phenoms? I think it's a terrible idea. I don't know what you were thinking. <laughs> I wouldn't give a fuck about it. So. I could see that. <laughs> no, I think it'd be fucking awesome, of course. Yeah. Obviously. I'm not a fan of two big guys ever, really. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's a big deal. Like, mm-hmm. Andre and the take man, like... The spectacle. Yeah, and Tucci yeah, show is going to be the spectacle. Yeah. 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 yeah, we're all presenting different shows here. Uh, so yeah. you're going to have a little bit of a spectacle feel. So that's my number five. So my next one would be something that it could have happened because... Um, Stone Cold ended up coming back to the WWE just last year against uh, one of John's favorites, Kevin Owens. Um, so yeah. I thought Stone Cold Steve Austin versus CM Punk is one that I would have like. That's a feud that I would have loved to see. And you know, the obvious is the drunk versus. The straight edge guy, you know, like punk can play that, you know, condescending little prick role very well. And I also think that he could have made Austin look great. You know, um, I think that's a big problem with the, you know, the legends coming back and facing the young guys. Um, like, why the fuck is Sting taking a turnbuckle power bomb against Seth Rollins? Right. Rollins should be taking everything Sting gives him. If you want Mm -hmm. Rollins to win, that's fine. But like, you got to take care of these guys. You know, Mm -hmm. like, remember remember Brett came at Rollins for hurting everyone at that time. That was oh, did he really? Yeah, Yeah. he was. He's calling him. Sorry, I mean, I mean to cut you off. True. I mean, it sucks. Fun. It it sucks for Rollins because you know I was a Rollins guy in Ring of Honor. Tyler Black. Dangers. Dangers. But uh. He hurts every, you know, everybody gets hurt with him one way or another. You know what I mean? At the, especially at that time, it's a bummer. It was I a just bummer. think that when you're wrestling a 50 year old, 55 yeah. year old, whatever it is, like you do the bumps, guy. You're 30. You know, Jeez. like right. It just shows how why dangerous it is. Yeah, it does. But like in AEW, things jumping off legends, of shit, and, and, and things flying off. It's like scaffolds and shit in AEW, though. Mm-hmm. That's on his own merit, you know. He is, yeah, yes, yeah. And but... like, and and like, Rollins still was like banging him up, you know. It's just, yeah. like it's, tri- it's a tricky game. You got to take yeah, care of these it's guys. It's not, you know, it's not against Rollins, but like, that was a scary moment, man. Yeah, yeah. for sure, man. Yeah. He fucking I collapsed. It's hard dude. to watch that one. But getting back but to anyway, the Punk and Austin, yeah. Punk and Austin. Um, obviously, you know, when Punk dropped the pipe bomb, he's wearing the Austin shirt. He was obviously a big fan. I'm sure he would have loved to have worked with him. It would have been way cooler than him versus Kevin Owens, in my opinion. <laughs> right. Uh, again, the story writes itself, but I definitely that's one. And again, when I was doing this list, I found um, guys that were coming up numerous times because like I like to hear them talk and sell, yeah. you know, the feud and punk came up a couple times, as did Austin. And I actually thought about punk versus macho, mm-hmm. but punk versus Austin is what ultimately won so great one 
Well, also, really, you ever see that picture of Punk with Austin as a kid too? Like Punk met Austin yeah, when he was I mean, a teenager. Yeah, you or could do the was, whole, you know, so. you know, the whole thing. Whole you know, it, again, it writes itself. You it know? writes itself. I remember actually the WWE. I think it was like 2K13 or 2K14 game. They they did a lot of promo stuff for that. I don't know if you remember this, Frank, but mm-hmm. Austin and and uh, Punk did a sit down with Jim yeah, Ross, yeah. and you know, at the time they were talking about like, is this going to translate into a real yeah, match? Yeah. And yeah. man, like they got really really intense. And the little build up for the that's game. right because yeah because he was talking i remember now like punk was talking a lot of trash Ooh. you know what i mean and it's it, shame it, it's it's a shame that not, i guess that it didn't if, it, if he wasn't ready for it to happen it was fine but that he ended up coming back against owens you know it just like bums me out when like you had that built-in feud right there with uh, punk. yeah it does more than bum me out man it, it it was like demoralizing to see austin come back for that trash but um the punk the punk austin dream match scenario for me i feel like cm punk really did in my mind reach a level for a moment where it felt like if there was ever going to be an another austin like it was going to be him and you know even maybe still now he still carries a little bit of that with him and credit to him man like it's so hard to get to that level and obviously he didn't sell as many t-shirts or the glass shattering the pops maybe not as big but but the austin the austin austin's one of a kind yeah yeah Yeah. i mean for sure like that's you know i think i do think cm punk is a generational talent yes for sure but like punk i'm sorry austin was the guy at the biggest time business wise in the history of pro wrestling you know like he was he's the reason that they started beating wcw you know finally um that's a great the attitude era is trash personally i say but um it was you can't argue with the money that it made so for sure no that that's an excellent one um who would you have going over just for fun well, obviously the good guy, Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Stone Cold. Frank, who's who's the next on this super card? Who do you got? So number- the super card. So my number four match. This is sort of like my WWF tribute match because uh-huh. you know my card could get really quick, re- really quickly could turn into like a grappler. Listen, it's a lot of WWF guys on my card, honestly. But you know, super quick. It's the greatest promotion of all time. Created are you, now, real quick, just for clarification, are you talking about the World Wildlife Fund? Yeah, the World Wildlife <laughs> okay. Funds. Koalas. But this match is like, it's just sort of like a geek match for me, but I feel like could be interesting. Two Haas, two big Haases in there, but still can go. It's ravishing Rick Rude versus Razor Ramon, and I just need to fuck up for that, right? You know, and it's like you know, my I'll card. My card is very that. wrestling heavy, you know, like a lot of technical guys or whatever. But this match, you know, just two big boys just slapping each other up. The coolest Losing. thing. My my whole thing was these are the two coolest dudes ever in pro wrestling. Is you know, that right? Yeah, I think so. There's just wow. like the losing cool. I is think. it a is it a too cool on a ladder match or too cool <laughs> yeah, on a pole match? Yeah, exactly. I love it. But, I think it's awesome. But, uh, Real quick, because yeah. yeah, so. Diesel's not one of your top two cool dudes. Cool? No, I no 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 no. Hmm. You know, I, I I love him and I think he's very yeah. cool. But I uh I think he has like some like cornball moments to him. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
Or like he'll say shit that like he stinks is cool, you know. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, listen to the adjective. It's cool, yeah, exactly. I like that exactly. part. Like, yeah, <laughs> but, I wanted to say with you, like I like that you're staying true to your your book and your favorite wrestlers. I'm booking on this my card. Favorite. It's like it's my dream. So like, if I'm yeah. gonna have guys, I like like what do I want to see for real? I would love to see Razor then too, because like I said, they're both really big guys too. It's uh, is Bobby and Rick's is Bobby and Root's corner had a little <laughs> yeah. uh, sizzle. And is it Razor Ramon? Yeah, it's Razor Ramon. Oh, no. Yeah, it's it's definitely Razor Ramon. So who would you have go over? Two heels. I think I'm gonna go. Mm, Razor's, Razor's a heel? heel. Razor's a heel, bro. Man, they're both heels. And I think uh, I'm having Razor go only because I feel like Razor didn't get enough of those big wins, you know, aside maybe that Sean win, the the ladder match, you yeah. know, like I feel like he came up short in like second all best, the big second stop best match bots, on you know? WrestleMania 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like yeah, I think sure. and I think that match could actually be really good. You know, I think Rude is capable of like great matches, you know, and Razor, you know, he's just really super solid all around. So that's just want... a fanboy match for me, but love uh, it, love I it. it. I would want a good guy razor though. Like, yeah, if, if, if we're nitpicking, you know, but you know, I just the, the good guys don't nitpick. I love you know, I love yeah. good. I love. I don't know. I was gonna say no, Uber uh, Razor was Uber over as a baby face, so yeah. you could slide him in there as a as a. And he was never as a he heel. never even yeah. really changed. You yeah, know? yeah, like, yeah, he yeah exactly. Still like you know, I like it a lot. Um, and rude, you know, I think. He had the stuff with Warrior and stuff like that. But, um, man, it's such a shame his career got cut short because he could have worked with those mm-hmm. guys. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it bums little... me out that he got hurt against Sting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a veteran Rick Rude because he wasn't, like, flying around. He he was a great bumper mm-hmm. and stuff. But he could work a style to take him into his mid to late 40s. And you both know? of my matches are sort of that blend of almost could have happened mm-hmm. if guys' careers are – you know, unfortunately, with Owens, you know, things don't shake out the way they shook tragically. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that, that like, could have happened. Yeah. Um, Razor and Root could have happened. Yeah, Razor, Razor and then was around like, in 92. Even and Jericho and Owen, in, uh, you know, if you think about yeah. 99, oh, yeah. 2000, yeah. if the tra- oh, tra- Owen tragedy doesn't happen, yeah. you know, that's a very realistic thing, yeah. But, like, Root was in WCW in 92 when Razor showed up, so that definitely, like, could have happened. No, and I know you've been like you're using your favorite guys on this card, and I respect it. And for my number four, I'm going to use my current favorite guy in this match. It's a fantasy; it could never happen in a million years. Actually, let me let me go back. Technically, this could still happen. It just it would be a sad <laughs> it would be a sad sight. Well, to no, see. because he had his last match now. Oh, I don't think he's done. You know where I'm going here, but for me, number four. The American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, the best in the game today, versus versus Ric Flair. This is my fantasy match here. I just think to have, you know, a traveling champion of the territories at the time when when Cody left the WWE, he was trying to, like, put his stamp on being the traveling champ, being a fighting champ. He won titles all over the independence. I know Flair was, you know, the NWA champ, the traveling champ for that generation. And I think you could really build to something prestigious here. I see Cody in a different way than the man laughing on the screen right now, Frank. Yeah, but, I um, don't know what he's doing. <laughs> well, look, I mean, he doesn't really just see laughing, Cody man. the way I see him. <laughs> <laughs> I just, they, you, they, you know already. I just don't understand why Flair 
would bother. Oh yeah. With the career mid Carter. Well, you look at them like that. I look at them like <laughs> the only true main eventer in wrestling today that I think if you put them on a, and on top of a card, it makes that show that much better. So we see them a little differently. Like I actually think, like I said, that Cody's the best in the game today. A lot of people think Flair's the best of all time. Um, am I reaching? Maybe. Tell us in the comments. Am I dreaming here? Probably. This is what this is all about. It's dream matches. But I think Cody Rhodes versus Ric Flair, the presentation of these two guys walking down the aisle for this match. You can get involved the fact that, you know, the Flair's history with Dusty Rhodes. Like, we're getting crazy here because you're playing with time. But I would love to see that match in the ring. I think they could tell a great story. I think Cody Rhodes is the greatest storyteller in wrestling today. And uh, some would argue Flair is the greatest storyteller of all time. And uh, Frank's about to spit out his, his liquid death water over there. So would yeah. you... If you're booking it, right, because it's your fantasy, would you play into, like, the Dusty stuff? Uh, you got to. Cody absolutely. can't yeah. walk a fucking two feet without mentioning Dusty. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing about this is Frank doesn't even dislike Cody Rhodes, but I love Cody so much that it makes Frank yeah, talk. Yeah, slander it, makes me, Cody, yeah, it right? makes me slander him. Yeah. yeah. Cause I don't, I don't hate on Cody. I mean, I hate on Cody the way he left. That's a whole different subject, right? But, like, I, yeah. I like Cody. I think he's very good. You um, hate I do, on I do Cody think he's a, because he left AEW? I hate how it happened. You okay. know what I mean? But like he, he honored his contract, whatever. It's not like hate, it's not like a hate on like yeah, oh, yeah, agent. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like he forces it's not like Shawn Michaels hate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, if you think about it, if Tony Khan didn't him. spend a lot of money on like shitty wrestlers, yeah. then it come NXT. This is, this, he could have kept this is part Cody. of my deal with Cody. This is part of my deal with Cody, is that like once some big boys came to the show, he packed the shit and went to the corny show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's how I look at it with Cody. I feel like this whole indie run, he piggybacked off all the guys who are actually popular in the indies. You know what I mean? When Cody was getting booed in Ring of Honor, you know what I mean? And he joins like Bullet Club. Or I do wish he, he never joined the Bullet Club. Yeah. I feel like Cody sort of latched on to anybody else out there who was relevant, you know, to keep his name in the thing. Came to AEW. They did their thing. He did his thing. And it was different and it was fine. It was cool. Um, and then as soon as real guys came into the company, you know, like big name guys like Brian Danielson, Punk, and Adam Cole, if you feel like it. Mm -hmm. um, no, I don't feel like I it. feel like uh, I feel like Cody all of a sudden is, is sour pants, you know, doesn't want to be sour pants. What he's I don't been. think that was it, man. I, I, I mean, he goes and runs to the other show where not shit is going on for the last decade except Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. But he made shit I mean? go on. That feud with Rollins was excellent. And I believe, I maintain that Cody was the only adult in the room in those Tony Khan meetings and all those meetings in AEW. He was trying to run a wrestling show that was, you know, digestible and interesting. And, and you know, Tony Khan is trying to run like ROH and then, Yeah, and then, you know, and then when he didn't get his way, he ran to the show where he would have no control. And it's not digestible even slightly. His feud was. I loved his feud. No, his feud was fine, but you know, that's gonna happen with Rollins, right? Because Rollins is good. Um, Rollins is always gonna have good anything with whoever he's working with, whether it's levels or not. You know, Cody. I, don't know. I think them, Cody put carried them together. That, Cody carried that. Cody. Did Cody carry that guy? I don't you know because, like because when Cody was going with Miz, 
I changed the channel. I don't even give a fuck. You know, Dude, are I mean? you watching was... Rollins versus Miz right now or whatever's going on? I mean, no, but like... that's but that's my point. You can't just say he carried Rollins. It's just it's like Rollins oh, helped I'm just Cody. It and it's Rollins Cody. versus Rollins is an actual Riddle. world champion. Yeah, Riddle. You know? formerly known as Matt Riddle. Look, Rollins all is I'm an saying, actual main eventer. All I'm saying is Cody Rhodes makes no, that's things a good interesting match, to I'm me. I hate it on Cody. Yeah, I'm only hating on Cody. I love you too. I would tune in for that, and I do agree that Cody Rhodes is the best storyteller in professional wrestling today. Cheers to that. that. Cheers to that. I will also have Cody go over. If you're Flair, say cheers. Flair uh, has no problem putting people over. We will admit that, right? Like, he's always Frank, putting hold yeah. on. You cheers to that. So does that mean you agree? I nah, think, he said it's a good match. I said it's a good match. I think Cody's a very good storyteller. You know? I just wish he, he wouldn't do the whole dusty bite my lip shit every fucking yeah promo he thinks you know he's doing mean? crocodile tears tears i do but, um... i 100 do it's sort of oh, like whenever the God. crowd's not reacting oh, he goes I, that's messed he goes, up whenever I the crowd's agree. not reacting he hits the waterworks and then people are like the emotion john tucci has the texas how this is the greatest shit he's seen in the last decade you know and it's like and it was oh, like, it's like okay, I mean, you know what I mean? Like I get it. Look, but... that was that was my number four, guys. I, let's, no, I think let's... it's a good matchup. All shit talking aside, I did think it's a good. I appreciate match. the shit talking, and I think you make good points. I do think it would be, uh, you know, part of my my dream, part of my fantasy. Duke, <laughs> number three for you. What do you got for us? I thought it was Frank's turn. I'm unprepared. We That's... got picture this. It's 1985. Starcade, granddaddy of them all. Three point nine show. I rated it. Yes, but this might go up. <laughs> this might go up. Once again, I was torn because, like, I came back to a lot of dudes, like storytelling, etc. I I don't think anybody has any better feuds than Macho Man Randy Savage. Um, if you go back and look at his feuds. I don't think there's ever been a guy that's had better feuds than him. But for this one, I wanted to do something different. Um, It's going to be the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Might have heard of him. Hmm. 16-time world champion. Yeah, he just lost to Cody Rhodes. Yes. Oh, whoa. Okay, we didn't get to that. So Cody's going over? Yes, he would get the win. All right, getting the... Is it the big gold belt or big gold? You know, Flair don't have a problem putting them over. Flair Flair don't win in the the main events. Sorry, didn't mean to steal your thunder. No, no, I I forgot to ask who would go over. That's important. Um, this is the 10 pounds of gold, however, however, because this is 1985. He's going to defend that title against the superstar Billy Graham, the most emulated superstar in the history of professional wrestling who could have been that like Hulk Hogan level guy if they ever let him be a babyface. So this is a babyface superstar Billy Grant taking on the Nature Boy Ric Flair for the world heavyweight title. And it could have happened. It could have happened. On that show. We're not going to talk about it because that's a whole nother what if thing if we ever get to that. But I think, again, the presentation... The promos would have been awesome. Flair at that time in his career made every big muscle head look great. You know, I love Nikita Koloff and Lex Luger and 
the Road Warriors. I love them. But, like, Flair made those guys look fantastic. Um, and I would have been definitely in for that one. That's a great one. I think real quick for my two cents on that, um, talked them into the arena, they say. I mean, yep. who else could do it better than those two? Like, yep. you're going to obviously have those that money printed just by uh, having them say one word. But I love the match. And I think, once again, yeah, you said it. Flair can make him look like a million dollars because he was a little bit towards the tail end at that time if we want to stick it to reality of yep. 1985. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he still could have had the match and it could have yep. worked. I yep. love it. And once again, like I was thinking guys that could have happened, but, you know, at the same time, I think it's cool to bounce, you know, from fantasy to like what could have happened. It's still a dream match, you know, of mine because yeah. I'm a big, excuse me, superstar Billy Graham fan. And um, I mean, guys, if you don't know him, please just go back and watch some of his stuff because like. He literally says like 24 inch pythons in a mm. promo and Hulk Hogan just like straight up stole it from him. Yeah, like, he he was, it. There's nothing. It's aptly named 20 years too soon. He was too soon for his own good. Yeah, we and have a lot, of, would, a lot of love for him on this show. I would let the superstar go over because he's got to. Man. Yeah, and Flair's, Flair's a Flair very can giving. get it back in a week. Flair's a giving guy. Uh, yeah. Frank, I know like First of all, he was before both of our times and he was before a lot of our times, superstar Billy Graham. But in watching him, like and in fairness, he was even before my time. Right. I saw him at the end. But we've been able to retroactively go back and see this awesome stuff. And it was like the most effortless talker for that time in my time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, nobody was doing it. Nobody nope. was doing what he was doing, you know. That's why he's so in. And I mean, he straight up stole lyrics from songs and would yeah. say it, but yeah. like he was still, he looked the part, you no, know. No, and the like, flow, if you will, like he was flowing out there. Like he, yeah, was, you can, you know, I can read from my phone like this, but like delivery is everything too, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, no. that match goes um, maybe twenty minutes. What do you think? Can he get twenty out of Billy Graham at that time? Shit. You could go flare, man. Flair. Yeah. He could go Just an hour around. if he wanted to. Yeah, sign me he up for that He would make him one. look like $1 million. I love it. Frank, what do you got at your third uh, match on your card? So third, I kept kind of like flip-flopping which match I wanted to put third, but I think I'm going to go. And I kind of have a, like, this is, I picture it being for the Intercontinental title. And I have Mr. Perfect. Versus Kurt Angle. Oof. So, like, we have we got a little tease of this in the Rumble, if you remember yeah. when Perfect yes. was, like, the surprise. I love that Rumble, man. Oh, yeah, it's, a, it's one of the best Rumbles, honestly. Absolutely. I, I, it's on top. Oh, yeah. Perfect's Rumble. in the Final Four. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And, like, so, like, you get a little tease of it there, but the idea of, like, first of all, it's just Mr. Fucking Perfect, you know. In his prime, too, Intercontinental, IC Champ days, you could argue if that was his prime, but when he was top guy. Neon then, green tights, orange, what are we doing there? I'm thinking Yellow. the blue and black. Okay. Like blue it. and black versus Kirk Angel. Mm-hmm. You know, arguably like greatest of all time, like worker, you know, like 
it's so perfect and crispy of everything he does. Amateur wrestling. Amateur wrestling. Gold Nobody medalist. got it faster than yeah, Kurt Angle. Did. Exactly. Like, so just the match between like this perfect guy who was also a technician and he could sell his ass off versus Kurt Angle who got the game instantaneously, arguably the best working guy in the business. Also could cut a promo, you know, on anybody like the, the humor, but seriousness that both guys could like, you know, show in the buildup and during the match. I just think that's a banger. It is a banger. Match. Let me tell you right now, let me interrupt real quick because your card right now, I feel like Mike Zern, um, he's either ghostwriting your card or <laughs> he's like marking out huge right now yeah. because he loves all six of these guys you've mentioned so far, yeah. uh, especially that match. I know he would lose his mind. Yeah. I feel like I can already envision sequences in that match that could take place. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, just, just the chain wrestling or oh, yeah. uh, the reversals. Mm -hmm. And like you said, with Kurt Henning's selling and his flopping around and, mm -hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. Great yeah, one. Dude. Great one. And I have four Fonzies in my head. I have Mr. Perfect going over. Mm. Perfect. Ooh. Perfect Plex pins him in the center. Damn. Wow. One, two, three. And that's no shenanigans, no shenanigans. No, no shenanigans. And that's another one too. Bobby doesn't pull the leg out. Nope. It's a, it's a one of those because I feel like Perfect didn't get his shine enough in that top spot, similar to how I gave it to Razor. You know, just like I like what you're who, doing here. A guy who deserved to be like to have those recognizable wins, you know. I like that. Because Perfect's one of those guys, like, as much as we love him, how many of the matches are like super memorable right it's like there's a, there's a few how yeah, many um how many pay-per-views did he main event duke do you have that answer uh encyclopedia mr perfect yeah, yeah. i was only saying that because i want to guess it's zero i would if... guess no well no he did he... hogan matches you know what i mean like I don't well, know that wasn't was... well they he... were like survivor series wasn't matches, he... yeah that wasn't that one the main event Him yeah and Sadie. yeah Oh, right. The perfect team. Because oh, it was supposed yeah. to be him and the Warrior Man. Good one. Good one. Yeah. But I guess yeah, in one-on-one. You know, he's a guy that just did it. Yeah, those literally, big that's wins. the only one I can think of as far as main event. What are your thoughts on Angle versus Perfect, Duke? I mean, fucking front row seat. <laughs> front row <laughs> center. What kind of question is that? Yeah. Front row center. Front row center, pal. <laughs> Dude, that match. And I am. Um, I love Kurt Angle, but I am more of a Mr. Perfect fan. So yeah. to see him get. I don't think he would win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They let I get, I get Kurt it. Yeah, beat everybody. Yeah, no, I get it. But um, that's also why I'm yeah, going the other I way. I appreciate yeah. that, and I would, I would love that. And hopefully, he would throw me the towel in the front row, and I would keep it. <laughs> catch it. I'll yep. catch his gum in my mouth. Yeah, I would catch yeah. his gum. I would chew it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. What's funny about those is once again, like you could, you said you could spin a little comedy in it, but when it's time to get intense, yeah. you know, those guys will go, you know match intensity real quick I on love the Mr. It. perfect note my godfather took me to wrestling when i was a kid and you know i always i was a hulkamaniac obviously and we went and hulk hogan fought mr perfect in the main event at the spectrum and i was cheering for mr perfect and mike looked at me like what are you? <laughs> like i was like yeah I like mr perfect so like <laughs> My godfather for Mr. Perfect with me because he was like, okay. 
but yeah. that's weird because like back then i didn't like bad guys like that yeah. he was like only like the second bad guy i ever liked mm -hmm. after of course i think that name. was like a common threat i mean at least for me too like i said SummerSlam 91 was my introduction to wrestling my cousin mm -hmm. dustin introduced me we watched that pay-per-view together and mr perfect versus bret hart um i remember like he was a bret hart fan i was my first exposure to these guys but like i gravitated towards bret by the end of it like we were both like this this guy's awesome too although my only gripe i have two gripes with that match perfect versus brett really quick perfect's hair turned into like a large perm <laughs> <laughs> i hated that and dude if you he go ripped his tights well no i hated that uh, too actually but if you go back and rewatch that match earl as we all love earl hefner the referee i don't love earl hefner i was going record as saying i don't fuck with earl hefner Okay, I loved well, I loved Earl though. I what did the love fuck? Earl. My he day. screwed Bret Hart. I know, but I my but I'm the attitude guy, right? So sort of like he ref everything I saw, you know. Yeah, so dude. Just le learned to love him, you know. I get He's, it. He, look, I, I mean, he felt and like he I was already in the like big match. What the fuck is Earl going to do in that situation? He's going to be like, whoever. no, yeah, this is bullshit. And then his career is done, and we're. I don't even, even think Earl Hebner could string together a, a, a like a legible <laughs> sentence. Now he could. You're right. So let's get him. Is he dead? Am I talking no. Bailey about Dave, him? Dave, okay. Dave, Dave died. Yeah, Dave. I don't want to talk Bailey about the dead. Fuck, no. fuck uh, Earl Hebner. <laughs> they have Dave Hebner RIP. Well, watch the watch <laughs> the SummerSlam '91 match, guys. Everyone, if you want to watch the end of it, at least. If you Earl want to Hebner. see the giant, yeah, poof. the giant <laughs> poof. But let me get to my point here, brother. Earl Hebner rings the bell before Perfect even looks at him to tap. Brett Listen, basically, man. Brett doesn't put the sharpshooter on all the way, and he does already ring. It's the academic bell. at that point. If Brett puts the sharpshooter on, you're tapping out, bro. Well, Perfect would not be tapping out to Kurt Angle. Apparently, he'd be getting the W right in the center. That's true, and he uh, wouldn't even get it on him. Exactly, I love it. That's a great one. My number three fantasy match, if you will, dream match going to bring it back around to the man of the hour cm punk he's going to take on my second sometimes my first favorite wrestler depending on the day the man duke is repping that shirt right now rowdy roddy piper rowdy roddy piper or cm punk for me fantasy match number three it's the trash talking showdown i mean the intensity the unpredictability there could be a part of the story where piper you know, ties back into his hatred of the MTV generation and like, you know, the kids just corrupting the youth and all that bullshit. Um, it could be once again, a match that writes itself on paper. And once again, probably not going to get the big star ratings and like, you know, have a technical classic, but the storytelling outside the ring. And I think even once you get the match going, they're both professionals. They know how to tell a story in the ring. I think it would deliver, and that's my number three. It's Punk versus Piper, two of the goats, and like I said, Piper being my all-time fave or one of my all-time faves. What do you guys think of that match? I mean, classic. Classic stuff. I think Punk is the kind of guy Piper needs in a match, too. They, like, enhance the actual match itself, you know what I mean? Because I think they'll bring out the, the best in each other. Obviously, the build-up and you know, by the time that match, those guys are walking to the ring, the crowd will be hot. You know what I mean? Like Electric. It'll, they'll be on fire waiting to see what happens one way or another. And it's like going to be a fight. You know, you know it's going to be a it could fight. Could be a riot so, in the crowd on that yeah. night. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. So like that's the type of emotion I think you see in that match. So like like you said, it, yeah, it may not be the stars rating technical match, right? But in his defense, he gives stars out to matches where the story is strong too, you know. And it's like, and I think that's one where you know you could get those those kind of stars, you know what I mean? Where all the storytelling stars, yeah, yeah. The storytelling, yeah. the psychology stuff, you know what I mean? Like that's a match where that stuff will shine more so. So I like there that. will be blood. We could call the match. Yeah, for sure. There will be blood in that one. Mm-hmm. Duke, you're repping the man Piper on your on your uh, shirt right now. What do you think of that match? This is just I had nothing else to wear. <laughs> I'm not a really Piper guy. <laughs> um I don't think there's anybody in the history of pro wrestling that could get the most out of someone promo wise than Rowdy Roddy Piper. I mean, you saw it with, you know, I remember he interviewed this random dude like on his show. I know you know what I'm talking about. I know about. exactly. I can't what you're remember about. his name, but the job or guy, Mancini yeah, maybe exactly, or something yeah. like that. Yep. Whoever that is, you know, he got stuff out of Bruno, mm-hmm. you know, which Bruno, you know, he connected with the crowd, but he wasn't a great promo guy. So yeah. Yeah, sure, man. Battle of the words. Right. And then when they get in the ring, like Frank said, punk takes care of them. Cause punk's obviously a fan of Rowdy, Rowdy Piper. Um, yeah. You can sign me up for that one, but who do you have going over and who's is Piper the heel? I guess I'm going to make Piper the heel because I prefer mm-hmm. Piper the heel. I mean, I love all Piper, but um, the thing about that is, I feel like he's at his best when he's obviously he's unpredictable and sometimes he he kind of rambles. We get that. But like when he's a heel, he focuses in on the things other people love about the guy. So he's going to also include the, the fans and really rile them up. And when punk has a, you know, the crowd behind him as a baby face, I think he's electric too. So I would have uh punk as the face pipers, the heel. And I would have Piper go over because Piper don't get pinned. He don't lose. And, uh, I don't think the way through. Yeah. So I, the way it would go down would be P- Piper over. And that's number three for me. And Punk would be okay with putting him over. All right. So number two, I have this one. I know Frank's going to love because it includes one of his all-time favorites. This is a franchise player match. It's going to be Sting who never left WCW until, obviously, after they went out of business against that heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, mm. and a battle of two guys that never left the company. My thinking was, um, you know, in the height of the Monday Night Wars, when people were jumping ship and stuff like that, it would be Sting and Shawn Michaels facing off to you know settle the feud of wcw versus wwf um because they were like the you know the flagships of their respective companies um stinger wasn't a great promo guy so again i think it writes itself i say sting and sean michaels people are going to tune in mm-hmm. but i do think that sean was a great promo and i think he's kind of underrated Yes. Um, Preach. I mean, I think of like a lot of stuff that he said, and like I remember like word for word what he said. So, um, again, I I wanted that uh, Sting Bret Hart match, which we got. That was going to be this slot, but we actually got it. So 
Sting and Shawn Michaels in a battle of the franchise guys, um, you know, guys that never jumped ship when I'm sure, you know, they were offered money to go. Shawn could have went and worked with his buddies and right. been another NWO guy. But instead, you know, to his credit, too, man, like he stuck around and like he was the dude. Well, if you're talking about that Shawn Michaels of 97 versus Sting, that was to me like Shawn at his absolute best as far as like the promo stuff you're talking about. Yeah. So, man, like the dynamic there would have been. But I think even when Shawn came back, like for his second run, I think he had some really cloudy promo stuff, you know, and like great feuds like. Oh, yeah. With Hogan. And then, like I said, when Brett came back and they squashed their beef and he's like, you're not the only one that's been carrying this around, Brett. You know, like, because apparently, like, they just talked, they saw each other backstage, right. and Brett was like, save it for the ring. Mm-hmm. So apparently, all that was like genuine from the heart. Yes. So, like, no, yeah, but man. I think your sting, I think the sting Shawn Michaels was so intriguing around that time, especially in the magazines. You would have kind of like what we're doing right now, you would have the magazines right on the front cover whether it was Pro Wrestling Illustrated or, you know, The Wrestler. There was a bunch of different magazines, and it would be like a smack dagger on the front of the page, Fantasy Warfare or whatever, and Shawn Michaels' face, Sting's face, like the two guys, like you said, that never left the companies. I love it. I do think it writes itself. I would wonder, would Shawn slap the Scorpion Deathlock on him and Nick Patrick rings the bell? Is that how we end the thing? <laughs> Why the hell would Nick Patrick help this guy? This guy, he's, guy he's a scum WC. referee. I mean, he is, but he's an NWO white. No, but <laughs> I, I mean, I, the, the match quality itself would be amazing. Stanger's going over. Mm. That's the right call. Sean don't like that. Yeah, that's well. A, he has he to retire. He could retire afterwards. Well, I don't agree with that. that. <laughs> Damn, man, he could lose everything from him. Wait, dude. so this is Crow Sting, right? Though, or. Thing. Uh, that's a good question. That's not what I envisioned. But oh, it, okay. It's clearly Wolfpacks. Yeah, it's Wolfpacks. Yeah, it's Joker Sting. Oh team. God, please <laughs> God, so, no. That's who Wolf I was going with, and it's the Shawn Michaels with the brown trunks and the Bob haircut. So hopefully, you no. guys like my dream match. <laughs> no, so you were it's thinking mine. Surfer Sting, Surfer Sting for real. I was thinking the Surfer, yeah. Because Surfer yeah, Sting's iconic. my dude. Like that's my dude. <laughs> I like, love Crow Sting. I love Person. Curse Thing yeah, too, yeah, Thing you know, guy, like, please. but Surfer's Thing is like what I grew up on. Yeah. We always go back to nostalgia, you know. That. Well, Sting's getting a lot of love on this episode. Frank, what do you think of that match, even though you uh, loathe HBK? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think it's a cool match. I, I, I see the significance. I was never a big Sting guy. I don't hate on Sting. I like to call him Stink. <laughs> for funds, for funsies and just to My see. My boy people. Dave, you know yeah. Dave that we that I worked with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. Stink. Stink. <laughs> yeah, so like, you know, stink in HBK. I get it. I'm big there. One. It may it, it's a big one. Yeah, it's for sure. I like the at the angle of it, like WCW's top guy versus the franchise. The WWF's top guy. We could guy, throw Shane you know. Douglas in there, get a triple threat match. There you go. Then Would this take place perfect. on WCW territory or WWF territory? That would be had no, the joint be... super show. Exactly. Oh, how's wrong with you, John? Okay. <laughs> Just wondering. Like the height of the money. That could have happened, brother. It's going to be happened. on an island, a deserted island. I know? love it. Um, are the islanders going to interfere? <laughs> King Tonga. They're going to be there, but no, there's no interference. <laughs> okay, head shrinkers. The referee is going to be uh, that Tommy Young. 
referee Tommy. <laughs> he's. I mean, there's no more integrity filled referee than Tommy Young. So stay. So, so for that guy. Who's that? Frank. What did you call him? Tom? Oh, Tom. In AEW. Okay. That fucking referee. Is that what you said? Yeah. Dave. I don't even know that it. fucking yeah. that fucking guy, Brian. Dave, whatever. I, I envision um Sean going for the big super kick, <laughs> Sting catching it, maybe a little scorpion deathlock action. That's how it ends. Bro. That's how it ends. I love it. Number number two. So Frank, number two on your super card. What do we got? So this is the one where I was flip-flopping. I was like, do I go perfect in angle or this? And ultimately I went with this to Co- is, it come, is this a come down match or is this a co? Not at all. That's why I was co-main going back event. and forth. Yeah, so you gotta bring event. the crowd down a little bit, brother. No, no, no. We Throw go a Trish Stratus match in there. So you're going Stacy the Cat versus exactly. We go hot on this card. We only got five matches. You okay, know? what you got? No what you filler. got? Crowd's gonna be dead by the end, bro. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Especially after this one. So my second co-main event, it's gonna be CM Punk. Versus Terry Funk, steel Ooh. cage match. Blood match. There will be blood too. There will be blood. This is like my violent match. You know what I mean? This is my, you know, it might not be a technical masterpiece, but a lot how we talked about loving. Well, I loved Tully versus Magnum. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I think of it in that vein. John yeah. doesn't care for it. Yeah, John already hates it. Uh, the build to the match. Two guys who could talk, like with the best of them of all time, super intense guys as well. And I also like in my head, I envision it almost like, like the early '90s ECW Funker. Oh, okay. You know, with like the the tights and the the half sleeve shirt. Okay. You know what I mean, with the bandana coming out for like these grueling matches, like the death match type. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Closer to death match. Ah. Funk mm-hmm. with kind of like ROH peak CM Punk. You know what I mean? Is Just he like wearing the basketball shorts. Yeah, the, the only he's he's wearing real gear. Okay, is he coming <laughs> out to AFI? Yeah, he's coming out to hey, if that's not AFI song is right. cool. Yeah, you know? like and I just think that build because that heat he gets with, and it's a story that's kind of been told with this young, disrespectful guy, you know. But he was like the king of the indies punk at that time. And then where Funk in the early 90s was bringing the, you know, some prestige to these weird indie shows, you know, and like make taking them to another level. And I think that combination of them two meeting and then, you know, that match is going to be brutal. You know, both guys are capable of those type of matches with a still tell a story. You know, it's going to be super dramatic. Like I said, we're going to kill the crowd with this card because... <laughs> That's a good second to last match, though. Yeah, you know, it's like, and like the payoff, I think is huge in my head. I envision CM Punk just wearing them out. You know what I mean? And the crowd like hating on them and they taking them too far and like putting the old man down type of thing. Okay, I like that. uh, And I just think it gets in the crowd stays hot. Punk stays hot. Punk Punk goes over. I think Punk goes over. He's the the up and coming little heel 
Yep. He's the okay. future of this game. He's, he's putting this it. old dog out of his misery. Exactly. I like exactly. that story. I like that. Yeah. I can envision. I, at first, I was thinking it was going to be like old school Terry Funk, like cowboy Terry yeah. Funk that was here to and whoop that, some and ass. That works, that works too. But I mm-hmm. just think for like the, the violent nature of it. But also with the promos, like mm-hmm. Terry Funk has that Piper element where he's like sometimes incoherent in his promos, a yeah, little unpredictable, yeah, yeah. crazy. And mm-hmm. I think the way uh, I had Punk and Piper – uh, you had punk, punk, and and funk. Yeah, exactly. Punk, funk, yeah, they exactly. could battle for the U N K part, like unk <laughs> yeah, versus yeah. unk. Yeah, I like it. I like it, dude. Could uh, I could see? Do you, you guys like... real quick about Terry Funk? Do you find yourself more of a fan of him now than you were younger? No, yeah, I'm not a I'm not a um, fan yeah. like Eddie Kingston's a fan. I see. I seen him say uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's the you know the greatest, greatest wrestler of all, of all time. time. Mm. But I I do really appreciate what he brought. And, yo, he was very ruthless. Like, he was. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, man. Mm -hmm. He did not. All the time, too. Also, like, a great seller. I always talk about guys selling, you know, because it just, it matters to me. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's, it's all a fugazi act, right? So, it's like, you need to sell me on the shit. And Terry Funk will sell every little move. Like, it's killing him you know and it's like i love that about funker and, and for anybody too for anybody he's in another there. guy on your card that fought for the intercontinental t- or i'm sorry that wasn't an ic title match rick yeah. rude talk about yeah. selling mm-hmm. yeah go back and watch him selling the time of drop yeah 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 like, that's that's a great one um and you're yeah duke you know looking back on terry funk now is the appreciation for me has gone up immensely especially like i dove back into the 85 wwf stuff and seeing him pop in it was a brief cup of coffee but yo like he added suspended him from our no mercy (laughs) game Mm -hmm. yeah he's suspended but if you if you just um watch him on those tnts with vince mcmahon he's in an old saloon of course vince had to dress it all up you know but dude terry funk was more brutal than most guys on the roster at that time it was a Mm -hmm. different um like element coming into the cartoon world of wwf Mm -hmm. so i respect it i appreciate it that's probably why it didn't last too long there you know Yeah. yeah he probably didn't fit into vince's vision well we fit into frank's vision that's a good one number two so for me number two fantasy dream match scenario once again this one could never happen but in my dreams it could roman reigns the tribal chief i'm not the biggest roman reigns fan but i cannot discredit the run he's on uh at least numerically he's got he's he's on a heck of a run here with the world title versus brett the hitman heart the best there is was and ever will be I think Roman Reigns versus Bret the Hitman Hart, my number two match. It could sort of tie in some of the family lineage. You got, you know, the the Samoan dynasty, the Hart Foundation, these bloodlines, if you will. Both of the strongest families in the history of wrestling colliding. I also think it would be great because you could, uh, you know, you could really make Roman once and for all, like in a in a match that. I guess could be talked about from a match quality standpoint, because to me, Roman hasn't had too many of those where he's, you know, stuck out and and stood out as far as like a worker and whatnot. But I think Brett could get the best out of him. I think it'd be, it could be great. You could even have the bloodline and heart foundation involved leading up to it. It's a dream. It's a fantasy. I would have Brett end this long streak, this long title reign. Uh, you can make Roman in the process, but Brett would get the win. It would headline WrestleMania. 
it's a dream, it's a fantasy, but Roman Reigns versus Bret Hart is my number two. So would you have Bret with like the whole Hart Foundation out there? Like and then Yeah, Stu and Helen in a perfect world. But like would you have like Pillman Bulldog? Uh, yeah. Yes. Ellen, yeah. yeah. Okay. Everybody from the Heart Foundation. And then would it just be Roman and the Usos, or no? We're bringing in the whole real bloodline, okay. the legit okay. bloodline. I mean, I want everybody. So Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn. That's that's really... no, but I mean, the Ro- yeah, the Rock could be there. I mean, I I want it all represented. I want it the most prestigious stage possible. I want the biggest main event, and I want Brett going over because uh, you know. At the end of the day, I'm just here to his put bread over. I mean, that's his, his why dad we're here, could be right? uh, his dad could be blending fish or whatever, like he was <laughs> yeah. doing in that Vince segment. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> we can make that happen. Yeah, that's my dream. Um, I'm sure you guys aren't, you know, super on board with the Roman Reigns thing, but what do you think? It makes sense from a uh, like a generational thing, right? Like if it's today's generation versus, you know, whatever Brent's generation of fan was. You know, like it's a big match. Obviously, they treat Roman like, you know, Roman's the guy. You know, he's the guy of pro wrestling right now. So I understand it from that aspect. You know, I'm not a Roman. Do you buy Roman as a, an all-time great or a main eventer at least? No. You don't even buy him as a main, as a main eventer, maybe I guess they look built what, him. But look what's available. Yeah, you know, like I don't buy him as an all-time great. I think he's the ultimate force down our throats to death guy. I give him credit for this current run. I do think it's the coolest shit he's done. Mm-hmm. You know, he looks the coolest. His music, I think, is cooler. The whole everything, the whole package is cooler. His matches Top are still dog shit, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His matches are still dog shit to me, though. But I mean, it is what it is. I guess they like they like they like top guys that they, you know. It's not about. I think if he had more so dancing like, partners, I yeah, do yeah, think he exactly. could maybe have a better um, um, approval rating. I get it. I do think the Roman shit right now was like good. I yeah. guess. Yeah. But uh, but I feel like he's the ultimate like shove down your throat. Nobody really wanted him. They persisted regardless, but he's a big deal. I, you know, he is a big deal. So I was like, I understand that matchup completely. It feels like the main event of a, you know, WWF show for sure. Yeah. I'm not dreaming about it, but Red will probably make it better than it should be. Exactly. And I just think, um, yeah, it could definitely main event uh, a WrestleMania in any decade, any generation. Yeah. So, and I wanted to include a little bit of old versus new. I love Roman Reigns, the uh, current presentation. I do. I think he needs better dancing partners. But um, Brett's my guy, putting him over there. We're down to the number one on the list here for all of us. This is going to be our fantasy match, our dream match. We're feud for generations, you know, for uh, for all the generations. Duke, who do you have coming in as number one here? I went back and forth. Again, there's several names that kept popping up. Um, like Jake the Snake Roberts was such a great storyteller, and I had him in initially, but I'm going to go back to my favorite all-time storyteller, which is the Macho Man Randy Savage. I think he had the best feuds in the history of pro wrestling. Every feud he had mattered. You can remember things about it. Um, And 
this gets into I almost didn't want to use this because we talked about doing like a what if show where, you know, what if things could have happened? Um, so my number one is Macho Man Randy Savage versus Bret the Hitman Hart. Uh, it would take place at WrestleMania 9. It would have been Macho Man winning the Royal Rumble rather than Yokozuna. Um, I was never a big Yokozuna guy. I I know Vince wanted like the monster heel, and I know it's all about the chase, etc. But I think that if we would have gotten Macho Man Randy Savage versus Bret Hart, and they did wrestle before you guys kill us in the comments, they did wrestle, you know, when Bret was a tag team guy. They may have re even wrestled in WCW that I don't remember because it was so random there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they so. didn't but, get the st the story yeah. or the build that they yeah, deserved. Yeah, so it's all about the story for me. So it would have been Macho Man winning the Royal Rumble. I know that Macho Man had so much respect for Brett. He would constantly put him over. If you listen to him on commentary when he was on Raw, like he he really had genuine love for Brett because I think he appreciated workers because that's what Macho Man was. As charismatic as he was, you know, him and Ricky Steamboat stole the show at WrestleMania three because of their work, not because of their pageantry. So that's my number one. Just personally, this is again, it's all our own fantasy thing. Mm -hmm. They're two of my all-time favorites, so it'll be Macho Man versus Bret the Hitman Hart. It would have taken place at WrestleMania 9 after Macho Man won the Royal Rumble. And as much as I love Mach, it's a Bret Hart show, man. <laughs> yeah, so right. he's walking out with that win. And Bret goes over. Yeah. First of all, let me just say real quick, that match, um, man. If that if that's not every, like on everyone's dream match list or dream feud list, we should say, you know, I question your fandom because those two guys, as far as storytelling in and out of the ring, I'm with you 100 percent on that one. I think the intensity of Mach and, you know, Brett's coolness, like it would have been a cool contrast to see how, you know, whoever came out on top there, who was able to sort of lead the feud or lead the promos and the, the rivalry. Uh, I love it, and I would have loved to seen it on that stage because it should have happened. You're right; he should have won the Royal Rumble. He'd At one point, I do feel like Brett would have said, "I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be." And you know, <laughs> like how he delivered it. Yeah. Oh yeah, he would he never say the best there ever will be. He'd say the best there ever will be. Yeah, like he was like questioning <laughs> like it. Yeah, not C eight that B. <laughs> it was like you're waiting for him. To is finish. so so at any point does. Brett have lust in his eyes for Liz, or does Liz have lust in her eyes for Brett? Is there anything? Uh, brother, Liz is out of the equation by then, bro. Okay, WrestleMania. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. The only thing right. Brett lusts for is being the best, the best, the, the quest the best. for the best, the best. <laughs> well, I love it, dude. Frank, uh, I know those are two of your favorite guys as well. I'm sure you would have loved that match. Yeah, I mean that's a writes itself. Yeah, it's like a dream match. That's like a definition dream match. You know what I mean? They they're two of my favorite guys, no doubt about it. Um, Mach, I feel I feel like lately too, Mach is getting a little more love. He's one of those guys that sort of, you know, he passed away tragically early, and then it was like he doesn't just, he just doesn't get that shine. And probably part of it is because the WWF doesn't put the shine on him, and they've been the only company around for so long. You know, they don't quite show him the love these other guys these other legends get, but. 
love Mach. I love seeing him. I do wonder about that. Yeah. Like, because a guy passes away, Mm -hmm. if it's like, you know, do you look at him differently? Not with him. Gone. Not with him because I do. I, I, first of all, I remember exactly. No, no. I'm not questioning us because, I mean, I've known you for fucking 20 some years. I know. You know, but the general like public, the general but... public, I mean, even casuals or non wrestling fans, yeah. like the Macho Man Randy Savage was already in like institu- an institution, an icon mm-hmm. before he passed away. I I don't think it's a case where people like suddenly, you know, retroactively love him more because he passed away young. I think he yeah. legitimized himself even when he retired. Um, yeah, yeah. when he was gone. So like. I, I just think um, I just I'm think agree. about that overall in the pro wrestling realm. Like, yeah. would everybody be, you know, would there be an Owen Hart tournament if he didn't pass away? Of course, you not. know what I mean. And sadly, because, of like, course not. But like, you know, who knows? Because yeah. you and I, I, I lived it with you, John. We lived Owen Hart together, and we did always love him, you know, genuinely. But I wonder, yeah. like. You know, Owen and even Eddie, like, would people be showing all this yeah. love if they didn't pass away? Obviously, those are interesting conversations. Yeah, he does. He gets pushed yeah. down. But but um, for that match, really quick, let me just agree. Like, those are two of my all time faves. I think um, the chemistry would be great. I don't think you could go wrong with either one of them winning because honestly, you know, in our hearts, I think they just they can never lose the the level of. um prestige that they carried win or lose you know it seemed like you could see them lose and then the next day you were still a fan so back then losses and wins i felt like they mattered but with certain guys for us it didn't you know guys some guys are bulletproof yeah some guys now like they lose and then they're pushed on the card they're forgotten and fans turn on them they're so you know jaded and but anyways i do think even like the fan turning thing i think some guys like randy orton is yeah. at the point in his career where he's always going to get love from the crowd. You yeah. Know? Yeah. He, he uh, well, I want to just move to Frank really quick. Number one on your list, drum roll for your uh, super card here. Who do you got main eventing this deal? So my main event, it's probably the most predictable match on my whole card. The whole, my whole uh, jabroni mark. I actually don't know out. it. I know one half, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, my main I, event would be. Can I take four. one guess? Can I take a guess? I'll just say it because you guys the, are going to guess. The whole match? Huh? Well, I just, I, yeah, I'm just going to guess that it's it's Keith Lee versus um Adam Cole. Say that. Now it. Say no more. But it's a triple threat, including your all time favorite, Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> no, yeah, please, yeah. Frank. Sorry to interrupt. Give it No, to my main event for the world championship. I envisioned the winged eagle title being the belt on the line. Why don't WWF love on this show? I'm just saying. I'm already Brett, in. Brett, the hitman heart mm-hmm. versus my favorite, All Eddie right. Guerrero. There we go. For the world title. Take like I money. said, most who's, who's coming in as the champion? Brett. Okay. Brett walks in the champ. I like the idea of like, you know, two of the most prestigious wrestling families. Yes. May are like the so goat, there you go. You guys are the, thinking along the same lines. The goat of Canada, the goat of 
all Latino wrestling, you know what I mean? When you think of Eddie El Guerrero Paso, to, a, Mexico. to a lot of people, you know? So that belt on the line, because I could just, I guess I just could just picture Eddie wearing that strap. But the way I see this match shaking out, two crafty veterans, you know, Eddie would do anything it took to win a match. Brett had, you know, a million tricks up his sleeve as well. I see it. I see Eddie Guerrero going to the top rope to hit his splash. But as he comes down, Brett catches him and rolls him up and steals the victory. Whoa. He keeps Wait a minute. Brett belt. goes over. Who would ever Brett, think that Brett, Brett goes over? Brett goes over Eddie no, Guerrero. No, but that is a shock to me because yeah. that's Frank's all-time favorite. I just, no, I'm just thinking for the match and the heat. All right, hold on. So he goes up to the top. Going for the frog splash. He thinks he has him. Brett's uh -huh. playing a little possum. He goes for the spot splash as he's about to land it. Brett catches him, rolls him up right into a little cradle. Okay. One, two, three. The crowd, crowd can't believe bananas. it. The crowd thinks Eddie was just about banana. to win. It goes banana. I the feel crowd like... thinks Eddie's about to win. Bret Hart takes it. He just has, you know, one too many. I noticed you don't let him Eddie. tap him out though. He doesn't. He's not tapping any. You got to steal it from him. I always love Brett. You got to steal it from the guy anyway. who steals. You know what I mean? That that's the gimmicky guy. You get so one are over they on both, the guy. Are they both good guys? I can see Eddie being the good guy. Brett maybe more of the American Hayden. Okay. You know what Does I mean? this take place on Ed, Eddie's? Uh, it's like stomping grounds, maybe somewhere in. Uh... Like maybe El Paso or El where? Paso, Mexico. Is pretty well, it's it's at say. the Cow Palace. It's the return oh, to that. Come on, palace. here we go. It's the Cow Palace again. <laughs> it's the Cow Palace always. I love it. No, Brett and, like, Eddie yeah, and, can, and I love. I would love Eddie to see Eddie walk away with that belt. But I think it makes Eddie look like a million bucks. Like he almost beat the best guy. Damn, in the world. Brett walks out with the championship Brett, belt. Brett takes that shit because he's does. Dead. I'll drink to that. Yeah, I'll drink to that. Brett going over. Come on. Does Owen? Come on, man! You don't put your boy over in your wildest fantasy. I'm telling you, bro. I'm a, I'm for the people. I, even in his dreams, he's a man of the people, Frank. I gotta respect. And I think. That. I, I think this is like an I mean... Austin situation where it's like Eddie doesn't need to win. He's gonna come out looking like a million bucks and hotter than ever. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And like I think maybe he'll get it down the road. Yeah, he'll get it down. Maybe the road he never gets it. another shot like real life. Yeah, does, you know. does does Owen come out to celebrate with Brett and kick his leg out of his leg? <laughs> no, 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 no. Giant loogie across. I see, the I see Brett just grabbing the title, knowing he escapes. You know that one by the skin of his teeth. You know what I mean? And Eddie and the I love ring, like can't believe that shit just happened. You know he was this close. You know that's how I see that story. This whole card sounds like a banger. Honestly, I mean you delivered on your um your actual like creating a card promise. Because from start to finish, I think it works. And I feel like uh, we all included Brett towards the end here. And I guess in my fantasy, like I'm not a big Roman Reigns guy, but I think I inserted Brett versus Roman because I just wish Bret Hart was wrestling today. I guess that's really all I could say about it, you know, and who's the hottest guy well, now? No, Roman. To your point, though, like he would get the best out of Roman, too. Yeah. Right. Because but I'm not like a huge Roman guy, you know? No, no, Roman. but. No, it makes sense. Like, I think Roman Reigns, the presentation of Roman Reigns, mm -hmm. he looks obviously great. He's charismatic as hell. Like, yeah, he can talk now, like, because they don't, you know, give him suffering succotash to say. Right. right. But I think his weakness is his in-ring work. 
Yeah. So like yeah. you put him in the ring with the best. Right. Of course. Like, but of course I would like to say, you know, Brett first, another one of my favorite guys, but I kept it a little fantasy based with that number two, Frank. I love yours. Duke. I love yours. Brett was included in both of those matches for mine. He is not included in this final one. This, this final one for me, I'm going to be, I'm going to pull a Frank here. I'm going to be a man of the people because this match, we never got it. And Eddie I think Kingston versus Keith Lee. <laughs> Eddie Kingston, Keith Lee, Kevin Owens, bottom three in my <laughs> favorite, bottom three least favorite wrestlers. Holy um, shit. Eddie Kingston, so good, dude. Do you see a trend though? John, good at, wait, uh, good, good at what? A hater of rotund men. Yeah. Not true. I loved Kamala. I loved Earthquake. I loved Bam Bam Bigelow. I love Maple. Rest in peace to all of them. Maple. Re- rest in peace Maple. to all of them. Rest in peace. Bastion Booger. Uh, look well. him up, people. So <laughs> Don't look up Bastion Booger. Look yeah. him up. Watch his dance before he dropped the big finish. It's a great dance. Um, my number one dream match, fantasy match. Look, I could have went a bunch of different ways here. Like Duke, I was thinking Jake. Jake is one of my guys. Jake the Snake Roberts. I was even thinking Jake versus Punk. We'll get into like honorable mentions maybe. But for this one, I went to the dream match we all deserved. It could have happened. They were there. They touched for, I think it was 19 seconds in a tag match I watched earlier this week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hulk Hogan. Give me the red and yellow, brother. Versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. The baddest SOB, the toughest SOB. I think this match was dep- – we were deprived of this match. Um, it was Hogan late in the game, but let's just say prime Hogan. And in my mind, you know, it's a box office attraction. It's the ultimate box office attraction. I would want the yeah. red and yellow Hogan. But I think the story along the way, it could get into, like, who drew, who outdrew who. You can get into the reality base, like the draw. Also, you can get into like Hogan's message when he was on top was the purity, mm-hmm. the being, you know, saying your prayers, taking your vitamins. Austin's, you know, his his ideals when he was on top, it was drink beer. It was, you know, flip off ETA, your ETA, no trust ETA, anybody. flip off your boss, no respect. Exactly. So you got a battle of morals there. You got a battle of generations. You got a better battle of who was the bigger box office draw. You got the biggest battle in wrestling history that we didn't get. The two guys that are on everyone's Mount Rushmore, no debate. I think it starts with those two guys. Um, and for me, that would be in the ultimate dream, ultimate fantasy. For me, that would be number one. Um, like we said, story writes itself. But how how hype and stoked are you guys for that match if it were to ever happen? I mean, it's the biggest match of all time, probably. Potentially, there's maybe another dream match we'll get to. But like, that's up there for box office especially like from in like that fantasy aspect you know because if we're, we had to go prime versus prime you know you have to go to that fantasy element but I think it's the two biggest names no question there's no close third to me those two guys are it and uh, yeah I mean it is what it is it's, it's the rock and Hogan at Mania but bigger you know and that was already a, like one of the WrestleMania great moments, matches. and this really closes the show. This is the main yeah, event. yeah, and exactly it should be the main event. Yeah, Duke, I yeah, know you loved all Austin uh, and Hogan at different points in your fandom. So, as a fan, mm-hmm. who are you cheering for? And do you think that match 
works as a babyface versus babyface match. Yeah, I think it does. Um, it's a shame that in pro wrestling, sometimes, you know, egos will stop things from happening from a fan standpoint, you know, because I'm sure that's what it was. I'm sure both of these guys, you know, wanted to yeah. go over and one mm-hmm. of them, obviously, you know, there's got to be a winner, right? So that's probably what happened. Um, but it's interesting because Hogan lost to The Rock, right? Yeah. So, like, he wouldn't agree to lose to Austin. Like, yeah, it's a shame because it it could have happened. Um, yeah. There was an NWO versus Rock and Austin tag team match on Raw that John alluded to where they were in the ring for, like, 23 seconds, you know? Um, so it's a shame, you know? It's a shame that it never happened and it could have, but... Uh, at the end of the day, I would have been Hulkamania for sure. Well, in my mind, in my fantasy, Hulk Hogan would drop the leg, mm-hmm. get the one, two, three, and then ah, Hogan damn. will pose to send the crowd home. Ew. Very happy. I would have been would super happen. happy. Frank, you wouldn't have but, been happy but, with that? Well, listen, not, let, me, let me just finish. And then Austin would come in. He would offer him a beer. Drink him a beer, yeah. He would get the stunner. And he would send that crowd home happy in that way. But Hogan would get his win. Hogan would pose. He would wave that flag. Austin would leave him lane. We get a little bit of uh, happiness for everyone there. I would have uh, Hogan leg drop Austin. Austin kicks out at one. (laughs) Gets up, stunts him three times. (laughs) Fucking yells in his face. Pins him and drink beer over his body. And then that's how they send it. Back. Next thing so you know, you're going to three say, stunners and he pins them. Yep. 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 Th- it, used to, it used to only take one, brother. What if Hulk Hogan climbed in the ring with that rattlesnake, Stone Cold Steve Austin? I found a can of whoop ass and it had Hulk Hogan's name on it. The two greatest superstars in the history of professional wrestling. What you gonna do when Hulkamania destroys you? I'll beat your ass up and can't nobody stop me. Nobody is more powerful than Hulkamania. You can kiss my ass. There's only one Hulk Hogan. I will step in the ring, meet any challenge. This is truly what the word made event was meant for. That's one, like we said, the people, everyone deserved it. We needed it. We wanted it. We never got it. A few other ones really quick that we didn't have on any of our lists that could have happened, that should have happened. Goldberg and Austin, I wanted to just mention really quick. Talk about box office and talk about that's the time. Yeah, that's the only match that I think is comparable with Hogan Austin for like the biggest match you could do for box office biggest deal you guys may not even remember remember we would make lists back we were at duke's apartment after some pay-per-view wrestlemania or SummerSlam or something like that we were all making lists and we drafted all these guys and we made fantasy matchups and we were like who is going to be like the main event when we have the like little federations and stuff? not even that though this is oh. like pre our little fed league we just booked like a fantasy card yeah we just booked we just like drafted guys and then we had 20 dudes and we had to make matches of them that sounds we were fun 10 matches this is what we did and i remember that and we gave every match a grade and somebody had that but i remember my last match we were that cold. I, I drafted we was were cold once, so yeah yes. and my main event was stone cold steve austin versus goldberg and i'll never forget like duke zern going like 
because you know we're waiting to hear to give a grade. We were writing the shit down, and I said Stone Cold Steve Austin go, and everybody was like, oh, oh, God. It was like, and it was like perfect. We said it was bad. No, no, no. Like, oh, of course. Like, it's the biggest shit okay, ever. I got yeah, straight yeah. tens. So you won the, the ratings. Right? Yeah, yeah. I remember I won the ratings thing because I had that matchup in my like locker. You know what I mean? And it was like because it's such an obvious, huge match. You know, huge the comparison. And really, the comparisons are just that they're fucking two top guys and they're bald white dudes. That's really black trunks. <laughs> yeah, black trunks as well. Yeah, really, that's about it. But, but rival companies. I mean, dude. Yeah, you like said it. Two, box yeah, you know, guys. characteristically, they were nothing. Alike. Nothing. Yeah. 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 It was a match everybody one. wanted to see. I remember talking like Goldberg. People were like, Goldberg will fucking kill Stone Cold. And like, no, he won't. But like, when you look at them physically, you, you didn't know. But Austin was such a badass, you know. And I was young, too. You know, I'm nine. I'm 10 years old. I'm 10, 11 years old when these guys are at their peak, 12, yeah. maybe. So that I was love like it, yeah. the dream. That's a dream one. And um, if I could just say the last one, it's everyone's dream match. I mean, everyone's so still so upset that this one didn't happen. <laughs> Because once again, it was right there for the taking. Maybe someone didn't feel comfortable taking the loss. Whatever reasons, we didn't get Sting versus The Undertaker. We all wanted that one. Do you guys um, have any idea how you would have quickly maybe booked that match or at least booked that feud or you know how you would have liked to seen it play out if you could just quickly play with the, the idea? I, I did, you know, I'm not a hundred percent but like they're two legends right with these dark sides sort of supernatural gimmicks at times you know like it you can right the only guys who are allowed to get away with that shit especially like in modern day wrestling you know you just you don't have to go crazy booking it the battle between good and evil has begun it's showtime folks two legends the most anticipated match in history the most dangerous entity that has ever stepped in this ring. The crowning jewel. The franchise. Sting. The demon of Death Valley. The phenom. The Undertaker. I will unleash a fury that no mortal man has ever seen. The only thing for sure about Sting is nothing's for sure. You will rest in peace. You can book that as a theatrical match, even. Yeah, and, I, and know, I would like it. It's just like it's just like the perfect or cinematic, I should say. Yeah, cinematic. yeah, yeah. It's the perfect, you know, like super gimmick wrestlers. You know what I mean? Fine from two different promotions meeting up in a dream match. That yeah, seemingly makes sense. Undertaker with the crazy streak at WrestleMania at the time, depending on when you're booking this. You know, right at the time. Um, Sting coming in, you know, he's never even been a part of the WWF. Like, yep. if, if you book this, like, as this is his debut, maybe, you know, like, that's how I would have. I wouldn't have even wasted my time at all that bullshit with Triple H and all this. It would have been Sting comes in. Yeah. He wants one person. It's The Undertaker. We're, we're, and we build to this match. You know what I mean? We yep. build to this match over the next few months to hit up WrestleMania. And it's box office. You know what I mean? Like, you can't. How they miss that one is shocking and they were around for decades and decades it's not like they were so duke i know that those are two of your guys as well um dream match for you would you have had the stinger go over we had a lot of sting love on this show today i mean i think that you know obviously we saw what happened when sting showed up in the wwe so yeah 
they would have put Undertaker over. And I think rightfully, rightfully so. so. Rightfully I think yeah. rightfully so. You know, yeah. and I don't think Steve he's the bigger legend. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. he is. No, he is. He he's is. one. He's one of my five. He's one yeah. of my guys. I mean, I prefer Sting over him. Yeah. Wow. But I can't. What? Yeah, I said it. I mean, it's all subjective, I guess. But uh, listen, I I'm not doubting the Undertaker. You know, as far as I was the Undertaker for Halloween, dude. Like <laughs> I know he he was a big fucking deal. You know, it's just you know it's who you connect with. That's yeah. all. And yeah. when I was a kid in the 90s wearing fucking neon Zubas, right. that's what Sting looked like, you know? I didn't dress like a a, a Paul Bearer. <laughs> so, well, but no, I mean, that... yeah, I think, you know, Taker goes over, but yeah, man, for sure. That's the I dream match. All in on that. Yeah. yeah like I know everybody else. Like everybody else, yeah. And it was actually cool talking about all this stuff and, and kind of going down, you know, the, the ideas of fantasy and like we said earlier i know it's fantasy football season so everyone's kind of like stoked for that stuff we we kind of went another direction here and we hope you liked it we hope you enjoyed our real our... quick before you sign off though there is one more dream match that we that i know everybody wanted to see and no one mentioned which one's that um this is it's a triple threat match okay actually. it's uh maple mm-hmm Taking on Ken Shamrock, mm-hmm. taking on Doctor Steve Williams. <laughs> mm. Okay, I know and one I of our listeners that has that. That's going to be on Zern's top three match. So, what about Ron Simmons? Getting make in sure there, to though? let us know the in the comments. Ron Simmons might make matches. it a four-way. I love yeah, it. man. You never yeah. know. You never know. And also, if you guys have ideas for dream matches we didn't mention, please put them in the comments. We enjoyed the heck out of this one. It was it was all about fantasy here. And um, we we want you now to go to sleep, CM Punk style. And uh, next week, we're going to talk about that, man. It's got a big match coming up this week. We're going to see how it all plays out. Next week, it's all about CM Punk. We're going to get into the, to the career of the man, CM Punk. So you guys take care. And we'll see you next time. This has been No Soul. The best. In the world. (laughs) Peace out.